Leaders out there, hello. Now we're live. Hold on. Hello. Now we're live. Are we live? You talk into that a sec, just like... That's uh, good. Hello, hello. Okay. You're happy enough to mic? Sound. So. Okay, so... The last time I did this with you in the back of the van into the house... Yes. The bit I didn't get massive feedback from it, uh, only than... Other than people really enjoyed it, they loved it, thought it was great. Happy days, brilliant. But Mr. McQuillan, past guest in front of the show, he said something that I thought was fucking very illuminating. He said he really enjoyed it. He loved the, you know, 20 minutes on a certain topic. I know that kind of fell apart a little bit, but he loved that whole concept. Yeah. But what he didn't like, and I can totally get where he's coming from, was we'd finish talking about something. And then I'd hit stop. And then we'd have a bit of a chat and reset. And then we would go into the next topic. And while we were recording the next segment... I'd say something like, between clips, Pork, we were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. And Ivor, as the viewer is or the listener, is at home going, oh, fuck, is what we yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, frustrating, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So what I'm, the idea that I'm tying with now at the minute is uh, that we do what we've done now, so I don't turn off the camera for another hour or two hours or three hours or whatever length of time it takes, mm. but that we might do 20 minutes on mugs and then and then maybe move on to something else okay so and keep it recording all of keep the, the whole okay, thing okay, absolutely yeah. everything yeah so if somebody wants to watch the three hour thing from time start to finish something no but not even time stamp it, but if somebody wants to watch if somebody just wants to hit play and watch us for three hours they can do that okay but if somebody's only interested in the god bit they can click on the 20 minute God video yeah, yeah, which yeah. would be just me and you talking about it yes do you want to kind of yeah way? yeah I like it yeah. so yeah. The, the podcast proper has already started yes hello welcome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah so that's basically what I'm thinking of doing great job best of both worlds I think so yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. one thing that I have to get better at is chopping up my content yes because it's great having a, a two or a three hour conversation with you or anybody else that's fantastic but you're not you're not really going to hook somebody in. So you're not really going to hook a new person in to a three hour video. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But you hooked them into a ten minute segment, yes. and they're like, "Oh, I, I really want, enjoyed I that." More, yeah. Oh, here's another ten minute one. Yeah. Oh Jesus, these are really good. Fucking deadly. There's a two hour one. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what kind definitely. of way? Because I I find that now, especially with uh, with Rogan stuff. I'll I'll see a clip on YouTube mm. and I'll go, oh, that's interesting, and I'll watch five minutes of it. If I don't like it, I'll move on. If I do like it, I'll go on to fucking Spotify and I'll listen to the whole thing. Yes, yes. But without that initial um, teaser, I suppose mm, mm. it's it's kind of hard to it's it's hard to judge what some what something that's three hours long is going to be by a blurb. I spoke to Porrick Riley and we covered. Tables, cups, microphones, and signs. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to God. And God. <laughs> <laughs> and transgender pronouns, and God knows what else. Um, we didn't talk at all about what we might talk about. And I've been thinking about this over the last couple of days, and I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, but I've purposefully strayed away from COVID-related stuff. Oh, fuck. I know. <laughs> but that's, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of going. I'm thinking of going on COVID. Oh, whatever you like, whatever you like. Um, because it's been a year, and I haven't really covered it at all. Yeah, and yeah. I think there's enough coverage. There, there is enough coverage. 
there's probably too much coverage, yeah. though, is there? I, look, it depends on what you're listening to, I suppose. But yeah, there's there's plenty of people talking about it. But what what I what I get frustrated with in relation to COVID is anytime I hear anybody talking about it, or anytime I look into a news article or go onto YouTube and there's like there's a million different people talking about it all the time. It's always today's numbers and in the last week and yes, oh, since yeah. the start of the year and th- there's, yeah. been, there's been no, now it's more than likely out there, but there certainly isn't a lot of the numbers over the last, let's say, 14 months. Yeah, yeah. Like I've never seen the breakdown, I've never seen a graph of yeah. the Irish numbers, say, January, February, March. and t- So you can actually see the year in, yes. in a snapshot. Like, like. Give me the positive news. Tell me how many people recovered, not pe- how many yeah. people. <laughs> it's just numbers of who got out with no, yeah. no context, no who was actually sick, who was hospitalised. Well, some, they'll tell you who was hospitalised usually, but I, I mean, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Like I think the day they sent the kids back to school, RT released a report about how many kids got coronavirus in the past four weeks. It's just like, what? But maybe that was accidental timing, Paul. That is, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was nothing to do with, like, clicks or driving <sighs> engagement or fueling rage in people. Yeah, I'm ready, like, send them back, but be afraid. Like, it just, it's so frustrating. Um, as far as I'm aware, I actually only looked up the figures not so long ago. I think close to a million people in Ireland have already had coronavirus. A million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, what? Not to fucking, obviously people die it's tragic it is in a distance we're all heading that way one way or the other but um yeah i think a million have died what was i think a couple of thousand deaths and sorry a million have had it there's been a couple of yeah sorry i said said the wrong way um so yeah look at it's positive like a lot of people have had it and they're getting better and i mean it's not something to be too worried about as far as i can see um it's a bad new flu that we're gonna have to learn how to live with um so yeah, yeah, the numbers, the numbers thing is just—I don't know—people are way too hooked up to it, like just freaking out. Yeah, it's it's funny because my mum, so she'd be in the kind of endangered category for want of a better term. She's an old, an older lady, yeah, said you yeah, know. Yeah. So um, now, don't get me wrong; she's fit and healthy and high spirited and active and all the rest of it. She doesn't have a sedentary lifestyle. She doesn't have a bad diet. She doesn't have you know fucking an underlying health illness yes. or anything. She's just. A little bit, bit older, older, like yeah. I mean, I'm fucking touching forty, and she's my mum, so she's not in her twenties. Yes, you know, kind yes. of way. But I drop the shopping up to her every so often, and I do have contact with her. And uh, there's times when she'll ask me to leave stuff at the front door, and she'll wave at me out the window. <gasps> and there's times when she's she'll say, "Sure, come on in, and you can sit." in the end of the kitchen and I'll sit in the sitting room and we'll just have a we'll have a have a chat. And the difference between that is how much of the news she's been watching. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? Uh, not sad, but it's I don't know. Yeah, I've I've felt that same thing myself. People are kind of like really following the rules to the nth degree, sterilizing their fruit and their shopping, and then, you know, the next week or two they're kinda of a bit more lax about it and I think because it's a shifting goalpost all the time so people are kind of left just confused they don't know what rules are meant to be following this week to change the next week it's flattened the curve at the start and it's uh, a new thing zero covid policies and the goalposts keep shifting so it's really it's difficult for people it really is i think probably better off tuning out of it as much as possible because a lot of it's just fear-mongering and 
panic porn. That's a new new term I've heard recently. Panic pouring. Panic porn. Panic porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pouring yeah. panic porn. <laughs> panic. Po- you will. There, and that's not by accident. I mean, these things, and I, I know this myself from having some sort of an online platform. I mean, if you if you saucy something up, you get more views. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. And the the, the perfect analogy that I, I have for this is. I've never promoted the whole off the lead thing other than just produce content and pump it out there. I've never paid for ads. <laughs> I've never paid for ads. I've never done anything like that. I've never encouraged people to like other than every, you know, every 20th episode I might say, "Oh, don't don't forget to like, share yeah, and subscribe, yeah, blah blah blah," yeah, something yeah. like that. Um and my YouTube channel at the minute, I think it has about maybe 18 or 19,000 views, but 17,000 of those views are from the one clickbait video I made. Oh, yeah. And it just yeah, goes to show, like, I mean, if you're doing this, and I do intend to do it professionally, like, I'd love to make all of this what I do for a living. time, yeah. And it's becoming, it's becoming increasingly apparent that in order to actually make this financially viable, you have to do the whole clickbait thing mm, like it's mm, just mm. you just have to and I think like when it's good stuff it's a different form fair enough it's clickbait but like if it's something worth listening to um, I suppose maybe every clickbait content creator thinks their clickbait is worth listening to but uh, <laughs> like if it's good stuff I think and as you said it's kind of like a little a segue maybe into the full podcast or something it's I think it's different like I, I like watching as you said the, the Joe Rogan clips or Lex Freeman clips or that kind of thing and it gives you a sense of maybe who the person that they have on is about so you get a feel of it without you know committing to three or four hours um so yeah I think it's not clickbait like you get with fucking you know spam ads do this three tricks before bedtime and increase your love life by 100% all this kind of nonsense it's it's good stuff so I, I don't I don't yeah, you could call it clickbait, but I think it's different than what maybe most people would consider clickbait. Well, it, it's funny you say that because I've said this on the solos before, and I've actually asked my audience to, to try and help me with this, and I've asked whoever anyone that will listen to help me with this. So, clickbait. If you look up the definition, I can't remember it offhand, but you'll get the sentiment. So, it's a it's a derogatory term. I'm, I'm not even a derogatory term, but it's a clickbait is misleading. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. what it's that's what it is by definition. Yeah. yeah, the title says one thing, and then the video is kind of another thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I think that there's room for a term that would cover what you might call legitimate clickbait. Yeah, yeah. So for one of the videos I did, or one of the, I converted our last conversation in the back of the van to video. So it's just it's it's in order to upload audio to YouTube, let's say you just have an audio clip and you want to upload it to YouTube, you have to make a video out of it. it do, YouTube won't let you just upload audio. Oh, okay. So I have a couple of videos, you know, quote-unquote videos of our conversations. And we, in one of them, we discussed um, the plight of poor people, basically, and the uh, poverty trap. That's, generally speaking, what we were talking about in this 10-minute clip. But the caption that I put on it was, what's wrong with poor people? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. it's like, wait, what's what's wrong with poor people? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, my god. Yeah, yeah, but you, you nearly have to roil people yeah, up to yeah. fucking. That's more like an, dig a, deeper. an attention grabber, though, on a. Well, it's it's like clickbait, but I, I don't know. There's something a bit more. It's more honest or something. It's more like just an attention grab, I suppose. Yeah, I like uh, that now, even just an attention grab as, yeah. an opposed to, as opposed to the term clickbait. Yeah, yeah, because I don't. It's not. When I think of clickbait, I think of just nonsense, like absolute nonsense. You, you click in. 
whatever it has some what you think is an important headline like fucking I don't know I remember at the start of the coronavirus there was like stupid things doing the rounds like everybody trying to freak everyone else out like oh the airport has exploded and you click in and it's like a picture of like some hardcore porn or something it's yeah like, yeah that's my when i think a clickbait i think it's just absolute nonsense like just a waste of time but podcast clips it's a different thing i think yeah it's like a, a clip more than a, a clickbait it's a it's like a but it's, it's not even the clipness though because it's the thumbnail oh the thumbnails go it's with the, it yeah. it's, the, it's the it's the picture and the writing yeah the attention grab plus the it's the, it's, it's what makes you Click into it. Yes, yeah. So nope. it is, it's clickbait. <laughs> it is, that's the thing, like. That's the thing. It's fucking clickbait, like. It's gas, though. Yeah, But yeah. it's so... I don't know, it's, it's so pervasive and it's so manipulative and it's... I don't know, there's just... There's... Or where, where does it end? Do you yeah, know what kind of way? Yeah. And I think, in, in, a, in a sense, it's kind of like fake news. It'll... Hopefully, it'll run its course. Like, I've been somewhat of a supporter of fake news for a long time because what fake news is, Jesus, what is it even? But it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's quote-unquote news that's not real or that's false, verifiably yeah. false or whatever it is. Or Alternative facts. Or to the mainstream even sometimes. Exactly. But... I don't, I don't know what it is about it. Yeah, sorry. So it, it'll run its course, hopefully. So what I like about fake news is if there's loads of fake news out there, maybe people will go... Maybe will people will people will think, I don't know what to believe anymore. <gasps> so I'll only listen to uh, this, 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 and this credible source. Mm. And I'll continue to look for more credible sources. Yes. And clickbait is kind of the same as that. It's like, oh, this is... You can't click... You can't look on the internet... You can't go on the internet without being misled by all these wankers and you never know what you're clicking into anymore. And again, from now on, I'm only going to click into reputable people that I know mm. who don't engage in all this bullshit. Yeah, well, the lights shine so much brighter than us now when it's just surrounded by a sea of black and nonsense. Like someone who is actually speaking truth or speaking honestly, they're going to shine that much more when it's just in a sea of nonsense. I, th- I think so, because I, I think that's probably probably in part why the likes of Rogan and the other people, like I know no one else has done it quite like Rogan has, but uh, you mentioned Lex Freeman, I'm a big fan of his, and there's, there's, look, there's loads, loads of different uh, people with popular uh, podcast platforms out there, and I think part of their success has to be put down to the fact that the what you might call mainstream media, whether it be TV or newspapers, because the digitalness of the world has just left them for dead mm-hmm. they've had to engage in all these things to try and keep their market share do yeah, you know that kind of yeah, way for sure I see even Norty and BBC have podcasts but um, I kind of are more like interviews and things it's still kind of like the, the old format only on the internet but you can see them trying to adapt somewhat but I reckon they're they're way behind, or I don't know if they'll ever survive. What's you see, going on? You see, and that's that. There's something I love about that because you can't fake what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. You can't imitate this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like you've either got two independently thinking people with their own views that are liable to say God knows what. Yeah. 
or you have people who are reading off scripts yeah. and it's contrived and it's <laughs> well, this there's is an agenda and all way the more representative of real life isn't it it's a it's a conversation we're all we're thinking out loud here we don't actually know what's going to happen next i think people like that that's what to tune into podcasts for to some degree uh, to a large just, degree i think yeah, chaos, and especially right. what i do yeah 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 um, absolute chaos absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> with a fancy background <laughs> I mean that with the utmost respect. I know, I do, <laughs> no, really. no, granted. You actually commented on here uh, before you walked in. What you said was what you like about it is it's plain. So there's the the logo. Basically, I have to update this. I want to change provoking conversations to not just a podcast. But aside from that, plain back background table, two microphones, and a fucking cup yeah, of water each. Yeah. Like, and what you said was what you love about the the layout and the plainness of it is. It it draws your attention to the content. Yes, do you know yes. kind of way. Like we're we're not we're not particularly dressed up either. Do you know <laughs> kind of way. We're not in suits and ties. You didn't, you know, as you said when you come in, where the fuck is hair and makeup? <laughs> <laughs> but there's something too that the plainness of it brings out the the content. Like. Yeah, yeah, I'd say even more the the creators of the content, the ghosts. We're we're the center of attention. And well, yeah, we're, and. We're, pro- and proper order yeah 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 they're not just maybe you could remove a make one more level abstract if you could call it that consciousness is the center of attention here it's just two individual consciousnesses kind of just clashing off each other and seeing what happens and yeah i I love it like compared to scripted stuff look there's a place for you know well taught out ideas and you know someone wrote a book get them in and let's talk about the book you wrote but there's definitely a place for this, just free-flowing conversation and who knows what's going to happen next. Like, Because that's life for me. That's that's what life is. Like, it's, it's you just, who knows what's going to happen next all the time. Like, it's, it's like hide-and-seek. You just, you don't know. You don't know what's around the next corner. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And it's funny, you have me thinking of living your life by a script. So imagine you woke up in the morning and the first thing you did was you reached over and you went... Morning, babe. How are you? <laughs> do, do you know that kind of way? Like, like Jesus, that'd get boring. And I think we've had that in on television. We've had yeah. that. We've had that exact same thing on our screens forever. Yeah. And uh, I think that again, that's another reason why kind of independent. And this is that's another thing I must ask you about. What would you call this? Is this like an independent chat show? Is this is this an is this an indie label mm. only in relation to conversation as opposed to media? Yeah, or not media yeah. music. Yeah, because like we that. have we have indie labels, and another thing that I spoke about on the solos was this idea that the whole point of having an indie label is that you, as an independent artist, you can go to them and you can go, look, this is what we do, this is what we like. We want to have an album, and we need someone to promote it because we're not business people; we're artists. You're business people. You have a platform. Will you promote us? Mm. And they go, yeah, we like your sound. We think you're doing something different. We like your influences, and we like the way you're bringing this. Go write an album. And you go and you write your album. But the whole point of an indie label is when you bring that album back to them, they're not going to look at it and go, this won't sell, pal. The, yeah. the teenage girls aren't going to like this. And it's the teenage girls that are driving the industry. Yeah, yeah. And in that space, you're allowed to have a bad album. So they'll give you, let's say on the, let's say you have one successful album, you give them your your demo album. And they go, oh, fuck yeah, we'll, we'll produce this, no problem. And then you say to them, right, we're writing another one. And I go, okay, well, on the back of your first successful album, we'll give you a a five-album deal, just hypothetically off the top of my head. Within that five-album deal, what's implicit there is you're allowed to write and record 
four bad albums and maybe one of them will be successful but they give you that creative space yes to make mistakes you don't get that with the big guys mm. like you need every song on your album practically has to be a hit yeah. or at least one in three has to be has a hit to tick all the boxes and yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and so that means that the the people who are actually creating this music they're oh no that won't work I love it. It's really original and it's, you know, you're breaking new ground, but it's too new. It's too different. Mm, we have mm. to tone it down. We have to wedge it into the, the three and a half minute radio segment mm, and mm. it becomes contrived. Yeah, which is awful because for me, music is, again, it's like this. It's representative of life. Like it's, it's like a mandala layered patterns of meaning. And I mean, if art isn't pushing the boundaries and trying to get our consciousness expanded, like it's just, I don't know, it's just... Not art. Not art, yeah. It's a blind ego, fucking... Just, yeah, ego, just following ego, and it's just nonsense. Like, it's it's awful. If anything, it's just brainwashing nonsense half the music that's out there. It's absolutely awful muck, like, awful muck. <laughs> Is there anyone doing it good? Because you're you're a musician. You're a, an avid guitar player. Yeah, Did you sing? Do you sing? A little bit, yeah. Not very Did well. Did you sing like. in a band? Uh, back in the day when the kids, yeah, but that's something I'm going to... Trying to... I don't know, work on is right. I'm trying to free my voice. That's how mom said it before. I like that. Trying to Ooh, free yeah. Jack. It's, it's a confidence thing, I think, to a large degree. Like, I think everybody can sing to some degree, but it's a, you're bearing your soul, like, and it's uncomfortable, and it's, 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 you and can, you, you can hear any little doubt in someone when they sing, their doubt is just projected out there. So it's a lot of, for me, singing is like all about letting go and, surrendering to something greater than yourself uh, just probably just yourself <laughs> the scary thing about it for you though as well you'd be looking to sing your own lyrics is it uh, that, or even singing someone else's lyrics but what matters just but singing but I think singing your own lyrics even, compounds oh, that big time, yeah. exposing yourself yeah, oh yeah yeah it's your, definitely your soul on show like you're you're bearing it all I think so uh it's it's fantastic, like, and I think even if you you can't hold a note, if you're just singing with with your heart, like, even if you're not in tune or in key, people will just recognise to be happy that you're doing your thing, like. But if there's doubt and a lack of confidence, I think that's what people hear the most. Like, it's just it's kind of it's yeah, it's 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 interesting singing, like, it's it's I don't know what pushes you out of your comfort zone big time very much so I, I can speak I can speak a bit about this because oh, of the you, mother days did you listen yeah, to that yeah. <laughs> awesome looks like yeah yeah uh, try and embarrass me yeah, you know yeah I mean? no, like, not gonna happen is not it really. yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, there's, there's a me that loves my analogies there's something there's something about that and the idea that I'm quite self-critical Mm. So when I get criticised by people, it's like you're going to have to try harder. <laughs> do you know kind of way? And I've already taught on that one, <laughs> and my version's way worse than your version. But it's there's something to that though, because there's and it like the reason that I did it was like, look, it was a joke and it was a laugh and it was a bit of crack or whatever else. But there was a there was a far deeper reason for doing it, and you touched on it a bit there the idea of kind of you're exposing yourself and you're doing this and I like the idea of sometime in the future recording my own song and singing maybe not singing but rap certainly rapping yeah. my own stuff yeah. and uh, like how much more likely am I to do that now having, having put yeah, up Mother Lover yeah, oh for sure for sure 
can't get much worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Fuck you, I'd like to see you hit those high notes. <laughs> so, so no, I've noticed uh, in a few times difficult experiences with uh, on my favourite topic conversation, Psychic Alex, where singing has just, like, I'm in just the throes of a really bad experience and then just start singing anything at all. I like uh, Terence McKenna's uh, suggestion of anything, just row, row your boat gently down the stream, anything at all. And it just it changes the whole experience when you just Whoa. get things that will make you connect to your breathing and everything else, which will just calm you down and help you release and relax and go with the flow. And I think, again, with psychedelics, it's all very much, it's like life condensed into into infinitesimally small amounts of time you live in eternity in a second like and that eternity can be blissful or it can be hell and it's the same in our everyday ordinary consciousness like you can make your day live in hell or you can make it heaven on earth for everyone around you if you want but uh yeah i think singing is it's vital like it's it's so it's just it really can lift your spirits like big time can bring you bring you to heavenly places i can i think music is powerful it can bring you the other way as well you know you can get music to depress you if you want it's it's kind of like a drug nerdy in and of itself very it's much so I, I can't remember remind me did we talk about what adon said about my brother adon uh what he said about listening to eminem when we had our last chat oh i think so yeah 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 so just to, to bring whoever might have listened to that up to speed um my brother out in Qatar, adon he, I can't remember how it came up, but he, he... Oh, no, we were talking about running tunes. That's what it was. I, he's gotten into running recently, and I was uh, asking what's he listening to, and he sent, it, sent over a few tunes, and I was like, oh, deadly, I hadn't listened to that running. I was looking forward to listening to this, this, and this. And I sent him back a couple of my running tunes, and I also said that I, go, I listen to a lot of Eminem when I'm out running as well. Like, it, you know, it gets me... It's steaming up the hill, yeah, like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And he just mentioned in passing that he doesn't listen to a lot of Eminem anymore because he noticed that it made him angry. And I was like, "Fuck!" Like, you're you're right. And I I would have known for decades that music affects your mood, mm. but I never thought that listening to hundreds of hours of Eminem giving out, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, being all full of fucking rage and rapping about either killing his wife or his mother or yeah, all this yeah. kind of stuff it's, might have an effect over time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So funny. You just kind of get used to it, I suppose. And to a large extent, you kind of start filtering it out once you're kind of you. Do you know? It's like smoking a cigarette even, you know, the first one you have, you'd be fucking, Jesus, feeling the effects of it. When you smoked your hundredth one, it's kind of like you don't even notice it anymore, yes. but it's certainly still affecting you. So it's, it's like, take a break from whatever it is, rap music or something, and then the, you'll notice a month later, you listen to the same songs, like, well, Jesus, that's kind of fucking, you'd hear something, maybe you were kind of tuning out or... Or even feel it. Yeah. Like, you might feel, like if you haven't listened to, let's say, angry music for six months or even a month and then you listen to the angriest thing, you, you'll probably feel your heartbeat. Mm, Do you know, like, you'll you yeah. feel, you know, you'll, be, you'll feel amped up nearly yeah. because it does, it obviously does oh, amp you big up. Big time, big time. But it's funny though because I was chatting to Aidan about that and we spoke about it before but you touched on the opposite of it. So the benefits of listening and singing... Uh, you know, uh, like I, there's a, a tune I love to fucking sing, um, Me That Can't Sing. 
Uh, that was the first tune at my fucking wedding as well. Uh, uh, Fahrenheit by Queen. Oh, yes. I love belting out that yeah, tune. Yeah. And it does something for my fucking soul. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It really does. Like. Yeah, yeah. And when I'm in the shower and the doors close and the, the, the fucking whatever, the, the bathroom doors close, the fan is on, so there's the background noise. Yeah, it's yeah. a loud enough shower, so there's a. You know, for me at least, I I need a din to concentrate. Yes. Like people, you often hear people saying in order to meditate, you need a quiet space. I can't handle a quiet space because in a quiet space, I'll hear a mouse fart. Yeah. Do you know, like I I hear everything. And I remember hearing before about um, lads who take uh, penalty kicks in rugby. I presume it's the same for soccer. But what the rugby lads say, because in, in rugby stadiums, like you'll hear a fucking pin yeah, drop. Yeah, yeah, it's very respectful. There's no it, booing or... It <laughs> is, but the kickers hate it. Yeah, yeah. Because if everyone's roaring and screaming, you don't hear anything. Yeah, yeah. But if the place is quiet, it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you, you know, you can't help but remember there's 40,000 people staring at me doing this really important thing. This is it. And it is a powerful analogy, that as well, kind of what we're talking about, just that need to be able to let go of yourself, to be able to do anything, like anything that's out of the ordinary, I suppose. If you want to kick that extremely difficult goal or penalty or you want to sing that song or you just have to let go of yourself, like it's so weird. It's to, to gain things, you have to let go. It just seems paradoxical, but that seems to be the way life manifests. Very so. much so. Couldn't agree with you more. And I think that the people who've really broke boundaries, let's say just in keeping with music, so, um, I don't know, David Bowie or fucking your man at Queen, whatever his name yeah. is. Um, and people like that who've really done kind of groundbreaking work, they're not they're not conservatives. No, they're freaks, like. Well, they, they are. <laughs> In the like, best you know, possible they, sense. They, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But they've, they've lived a life of, you know, b- being, uh, I suppose, being looked down upon by a lot of people for <laughs> being weird or being freaks or being whatever. But it's... It's from that that you get something. Yeah, our freedom. Like it's freedom. There's a lot of freedom and allowing yourself to be a weirdo. Like there really is because we are. We're strange creatures. (laughs) We don't know how strange we are. I think it's it's funny though because something that I've been thinking a lot about recently is bullying, Hmm. and. uh, you can see obviously where I went to with bullying from being, you know, weird and being yourself and being expressive mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. Like bullying isn't a Navin thing, it's not an Irish thing, it's not a European oh, thing. Human it's thing. a yeah. human thing. Yeah. And it's kind of considered to be and I was about to say rightfully so, but I don't know. Um that's what I'm just trying to do. that's where I'm that's where I'm going with this. Is it a is it an inherently bad thing? Is it always a bad thing? I mean it must serve some fucking purpose if it's so ubiquitous cross-culturally yeah. i think it's it's like why is there evil in the world not to equate bullying with you know pure evil but i think something dosieski said is better to better to choose evil than to have no choice at all and i think there's something really deep deeply existential about that like it's if we didn't have choice what's the point in existing like we're kind of if we'd just be automatons like we'd be robots if you didn't have the choice to bully another person if you didn't have the choice to be an asshole or to be a, a good person it's what what what's the point you don't you don't and i think yeah bullies play their part like it toughens people like if if, if you have to grow it not grow a thick skin but like it's I think there's room for it. Like the the world as it manifests, the, the consciousness it can go anywhere it wants. Like it can it can be anything it wants. So and it's always 
been it's always able to surprise itself like you don't know what's going to happen next so yeah i think there's there's room for bullies there's room for saints and sinners like that's that seems to be the whole game like it's there's there's no bullies you know there's it's, it seems strange but you know there, there has to be hitlers in the world and stalins and not that there has to be but i mean that choice has to be there better we we choose, choose not to take that exactly choice. Yeah. but without the choice there's no existence like you don't there's no white without black there's no and vice versa there's no there's no life without death there's no being with, without non-being so it's i think it's all yin and yang like you, you, i don't know what the opposite of a bully is but you know they're, I think they have their place like better we don't go that route but like, there's lessons to be learned there for the bully and for the people who are being bullied there's there's something for both of them to learn in them scenarios it's my you've me head spinning here but one thing I want to put to you is so bullying is, is deemed as being inherently bad so was fighting mm. but like we've martial arts schools, yeah, we have fighting yeah. camps, we have places you go to compete in in fights. I wonder if people were trained to be bullies, would they bully people less? Mm, mm. Do, do you know what kind of way? Now I'm, 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 you know, you know, yourself, I'm a, playing with this. I'm trying to stretch it out. Get a bully into martial arts, maybe, and that'll be their outlet, like rather than. And who knows? I think most most people who bully are either being bullied themselves at home or by other people, or there's something you know not quite right in their environment. It's not a good indicator. Yeah, if a kid is bullying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's definitely for the person being bullied and for the bully, there's there's life lessons there for for everyone involved so i think it's all it's all good really it's all it's all learning um but yeah on that a place like a an outlet for actual bullying with comedy like roasting you know the american kind of style yeah, comedy is, is that an element of, of it yeah yeah like accepted what would you call it kind of a space for bullying where everyone knows we're just having a laugh really slagging so the irish version we're just kind of boys sitting around or girls fucking just maybe women don't do it as much but you know in school and that you just kind of sit around and take the shit out of each other but yeah very all, much all so. in good jest like um but that's maybe not quite bullying i don't know some people probably feel that as bullying like if they're not of oh, there's a very very thin line between you know lads having the crack and lads ruining people's lives yeah yeah do you know that kind of way yeah. but again how much of the emphasis there should be on stopping the lads from having the crack as opposed to strengthening the, strengthening the, the the guy or girl who's you know the victim of it because ultimately from what i can see you're not going to you're not going to end bullying mm-hmm. do you know that kind of way mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. it look We've tried, you know, every school in the world has an anti-bullying policy and, you know, yeah. all the rest of it. It's it's in the literature, it's well documented, everybody understands it. We know what it is and we can't stop it. Mm. So do you, are you better off embracing it to a degree? Because th- what works for me, at least with the fighting analogy is, when you, the more trained you are in how to fight, the less likely you are to, to get in a fight. Yes, yeah. And I, I wonder, is there something analogous there with the better trained you are in bullying somebody the less likely you, you are it, to yeah. actually bully somebody yeah 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 I, I, I struggle to think of a way of 
like actually embracing that but i think that I would, i'd agree with the sentiment for sure like i think if you try to squash things down or even worse make laws against it, i know that's your favorite thing in the world Ban bullying. <laughs> Big bullying and illegal offense. Well, we've got hate speech laws now which is kind of a step in that direction and i don't see that as a, a, a positive step now who knows look at it there's lots of arguments for you know censoring certain speech and but I think, like, again, it's being human means you have choice. Like, you can choose whatever you want to do. You can go out and kill somebody if you if you want. Like, I wouldn't recommend it, but you can you can do it. Like, life manifests that way. You can be a Stalin. You can be whoever you want. But um, I think you can't if you don't have a choice. There's, there's like there's no point. Like, um, and I think the more you try to squash it down with laws and regulations, it'll just rear its ugly head in some other way, shape, or form. It's like the drug laws. You make all the drugs illegal, you squash it under the carpet, then you've got way more addiction problems. You've got way more abuse and addiction. More uh, drugs uh, to get addicted to. Exactly, exactly. There, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be one hundredth of the drugs that are out there now if, if the handful of ones that we had at the start were legal. For sure, because the chemists just play it's an arm not an arms very bad uh, term to use, but it's the chemists are five steps ahead or ten steps ahead, the renegade chemists. You make that synthetic drug illegal I've got 20 more that you haven't made illegal and just make more and more I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing um you know the more drugs the better (laughs) (laughs) so uh, in a way that kind of that's after disproving my whole point (laughs) (laughs) Um, but generally in the addiction sense I suppose it's kind of more lines I was going on if you if you make drugs illegal you'll have way more addiction I believe in England when they had alcohol banned I think it was in the 1800s gin was a huge problem Mm. I think Goodwin just gin was made illegal and like you see some of the artwork, the paintings from back then, there's mothers like throwing their babies out of windows and I'm guessing this is fairly true to life, like the artists weren't just making it up, but uh, like the massive problem, same in America when they make alcohol illegal, alcohol just went through the roof, alcoholism and then the cartels or the mafiosas are making money off it, so not only are you making ruining people's lives with addiction because they can't get whatever normal access to it um, you're also making the worst people worse as a judgment, but you know the the kind of you're giving the cartels all the money and all the power. Why not tax it, regulate it, make sure you know it's a lot harder. As a 15 year old in Ireland, I could buy a bag of weed, no problem. It was very hard to buy some alcohol, very hard. Um, yeah, so of course, because the, there was consequences to serving people underage, and time. the alcohol. Like it's funny because <clears throat> even the alcohol. Like when, let's say you turned 18, you could go into the shop and there was, you didn't just go and ask the guy for a bottle of alcohol, Mm-mm. which is exactly what you do when you go to a lad buying weed. Yeah, You're like, yeah. I want, to, I, I want I weed, weed I want to have the cannabis, please. <laughs> yeah. How much of it would you like? A hundred euros worth, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you are. Thanks, pal. Unless you have a really good dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Few and far between yeah, unreliable yeah. wankers. <laughs> but again, like even like normal people, 
they they're forced to go to these places and they're forced to pay for the gun crime and mm. the kidnapping mm. and the human trafficking and, and yeah, all the rest of yeah, it. And we can't right. keep drugs out of our maximum security prisons. <laughs> so how the fuck are we supposed to keep them out of broader society? Yeah, it's nonsense. And nonsense. this isn't like breaking news. This isn't what's happened in the last five years. Yeah, and forever. we're just trying to catching yeah, up with it. Like, yeah. I mean, there was a, another one. What was it? Just in relation to drugs, I thought it was fucking brilliant. I'd never heard it before. It was actually, you know the guy, I don't know if you if you know what I'm going to say, but uh, you know your man Hamilton Morris? Oh, I love him, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a great line with Rogan recently, and he said that he compared drugs oh, as, a thing, music. Music, as a thing to music, because that's how we got here, we were on yeah, music, music and we being a drug, drugs. Yeah, music yeah, being yeah, a fucking drug. Yeah. And the point that he made, correct me if I'm wrong, was that if you... If music had been banned the way cannabis yeah. and psychedelics had been banned in the 60s, say... <laughs> We'd be all talking about the health benefits of, of listening music. to music. Yeah, yeah, it can cure depression, can do, elevate yeah, your heart rate, yeah, can be yeah. great for anxiety. <laughs> you know, so long as it's prescribed yeah, to you by yeah, a doctor, it needs to be justified. Like it's just Madness nonsense. Stuff. Like humans have always altered their state. Like from you see it in early cave paintings, guys making pictures of mushrooms and and just any any drugs that could find growing around the place. I believe Ireland used to be a massive grower of tobacco and hemp. Um, I knew hemp, I didn't know tobacco. Tobacco as well, yeah. Apparently, you know, Virginian tobacco? Yes. That is named after County Cabin, Virginian Cabin. Fuck not off. Not Virginian the States, but uh, the Brits. The damn Brits. They basically made, they put massive duties on it so it became impossible for people to grow it. And then so typical, within like 80 years, the tradition was kind of lost and people started thinking, oh, tobacco doesn't grow in Ireland. But Ireland Same. used to be one of the biggest growers of tobacco going, like hemp and tobacco. Imagine that, like just walking out in the fields, there's your, there's your hemp, there's your tobacco. <laughs> Isn't it mad though? Because like I've thought about growing tobacco here in Ireland before. Yeah. Uh, it's probably illegal, is it, or is it? Do you I know? think you need license. Okay, uh, which again, it's uh, I think it was De Valera's government that the laws changed again, but it basically became so expensive to do with all the loopholes that it just became unfeasible for anybody to grow it for profit. Like, okay, uh, and I think even just to grow for personal supplier that you'd need a license and you'd need you have to pay tax and this and that I can't imagine like trying to get a license to grow hemp there's just so much red tape that most people don't bother um, yeah so I don't know all the ins and outs but uh, but it's funny though because the, the reason that I mentioned it was because I my my profession is as you well know is growing in a in a completely controlled environment mm. with artificial light and heat and aeration and all the rest of it and I've thought before about the idea of growing um, tobacco, especially when I used to smoke, but growing my own tobacco. Mm. Like people grow their own cannabis. Yeah. But I would have had it in my head that I would have had to set up the lights and control the environment and all the rest of it. I right never thought you. that I could just plant it in the yeah, fucking garden. Right I should grow hemp out, so it might be very good. And you see, it's mad though because I, I knew that. And yeah. it would be, it'd be perfectly good. We have a fucking temperate rainforest. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. We would be a temperate rainforest. Had the Brits again yeah, not, not chopped, chopped down all the fucking forests? Yeah, kill all wolves. Um, <laughs> who was it? Past guest and friend of the show, Anthony Murphy, gave me a great one. He said that a squirrel could walk from Malin Head to Mizzen Point without touching the ground. Oh, I love that. At one yeah. point. <laughs> so fucking cool. But it's, it's mad though because you can't, it's, it's, it's very hard not to grow something. 
Yeah, find me, yeah. find me six inches of soil in Ireland Nothing that doesn't have something growing yeah, out of it. Yeah, that hasn't been sprayed with something. Rainfall and everything. It does a perfect climate. But uh, yeah, it's, it's news to me. It's actually a guy at a meet up in Tara. He makes uh, Bridget's crosses. Uh, you might have seen them before. Kiri's his name. Lovely guy. It's actually him that mentioned it. That Ireland used to be huge growers of tobacco. He had old photographs of old like tobacco sheds to call them places where they're like 30, 40 high sheds. Dry the leaves and exactly that. Exactly it, yeah. I was amazed. And then uh, you never know when you're talking to kind of random hippies around the place and they're talking, to, you know, nonsense or that. But uh, fact check them anyway. And uh, yeah, all 100%. Like I was blown away. There's tobacco growing all over the country. Man, the weirdos have the best stories. Oh, and the, yeah, the best, sure. like the, the best insights and the, the, the best of everything. Another great quote I heard recently. I don't know who, who to attribute it to. Um, Careful now, don't attribute it to anyone, you'd be fucking censored. <laughs> um, what the fuck was it now? Unique people have unique opinions. I like that, yeah. Really like that. Yeah, and yeah, obviously, yeah. The, the, the main point of that is almost its opposite. You know, regular people have regular opinions. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you need to be a little bit off the lead, to use my own terminology, to to have an original fucking thought if such a thing is even possible yeah 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 i think yeah is it even an opinion if it's like not something you formed yourself um or at least tried to form yourself or phrase it in your own way i mean if it's just something you heard and you're kind of regurgitating it's i don't know it's just mimicry you notice that though do you when you're mimicking i i i i've i've caught myself halfway through a sentence and I've kind of said to myself you know that second kind of voice like there's the speaking voice and then there's the other voice and mm-hmm. I'd be in the middle of saying something and I'd catch myself saying like you're just parroting here Fran Ola do you know kind of way and it's great chatting to people like you because you'd put me up on shit <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, likewise yeah no, uh, I, I find myself doing it as well I love it's, it's one of Peterson's rules like don't say anything you know to be false I mean it's a bit of a parallel it's not exactly what we're talking about but um yeah, I think I notice it in singing as well. If 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 someone's mimicking, I do it as well, where I'm not kind of sure of maybe the key or how the song kind of goes up and down the scales. I end up kind of mimicking the accent of the person yes. and it just doesn't... You're not singing in your own voice then. It comes yeah. across as kind of fake or something. Um, yeah, no, and, and I do that. I it, The first thing, that the first musical thing I uploaded was I covered My Dad's Gone Crazy by Eminem a couple of years ago. And again, that was just an effort to uh, just get out of my own way and do something... I just, I suppose, pushing a bit of a personal boundary, like... Nothing to somebody who sings, but I'm not a fucking singer, so, mm. you know, give me a break. But I did that very uh, intentionally in my own accent. I didn't do it with Mother Lover because I was trying to sing that. Mm. And it's different mm. when you're singing to when you're rapping. It's but, fast as well, Mother Lover, isn't it? It's kind of, you don't want it's to... Kind, you, you kind of rap slash sing. sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scream. <laughs> but uh, I have every intention of covering... My next one is uh, going to be Point of No Return by Immortal Technique. Oh, oh. In my accent, in wow. the Irish accent. And the whole thing works. Awesome. Like the, the, a lot of songs don't work. Like There's another thing that I'll probably cover at some stage, uh, a song by Zach Hempsey called Don't Get In My Way. And there's a couple of... There's a couple of lines that don't really work with the Irish accent because I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but... Oh yeah, I think he rhymes bomb and bomb and palm. So the the palm of his oh, hand and a bomb, bomb, okay. palm. But 
bomb and pam. <laughs> it just doesn't really work. But Point of No Return has something like 8 million words in it because it's it's a rap and it's fucking bang, 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 bang. Oh, but it works seamlessly with an Irish accent. Okay. And do you know the tune? I know, no, no. You, it's a mortal technique, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit, one of his more famous ones. You'd know it, like. But um, it's basically about him just kind of speaking some truths about the way the world is, essentially. And that's what I like to do. Um, that other tune by Zach Hempsey is the same. And I'd love to do, I'd love to cover kind of deep, meaningful, expose raps that I that I love anywhere. Mm. And be, for the same reason that I do this, like I'm not really covering any new ground in any of the solos that I do or in the conversations that I've had, but you're giving the subject material, you're delivering it in an Irish accent. Mm, mm. And there's a certain amount of people in Ireland there and maybe around the world, well, obviously around the world, because my audience is three quarters of it is outside of Ireland. Oh, but wow. there's something about the fact that I'm a skinhead man with an Irish accent that mm. will be appealing to somebody. Yeah. In yeah. a way that a uh, long haired brown girl won't. Yes. Do you know that kind of way? It's so strange on that cover and rap songs. It's literally like a day before you posted the uh, Mother Lover tune. Um, I was on YouTube down one of my music rabbit holes. I think I was listening to was it Rick Beat or one of these guys that talk about kind of music. Um, more generally, just kind of talking about theory or why he thinks the song is good. But he had a video up about why people don't cover rap songs. And then the very next day, there's you to cover rap songs. I was like, no way. Trust Rano to do something nobody else is doing. <laughs> Uh, class, so absolutely, it's a weird little kind of synchronicity. And or can something. you can you remember why? Like, what was the reasoning? What um, was the reasoning behind it? Or the rationale? So I remember a couple of the points was kind of uh, there were more. He's making points more why people cover, say, rock tunes or pop tunes. Is that it's it's a whole band. So if you're learning an instrument, it's something you can kind of. It's a way of learning an instrument, number one. You learn songs. It's kind of a, a way to progress. You kind of might start off with kind of simpler tunes, maybe a four-chord song or something, and then you work your way up. You start trying to learn solos and melodies and trying to play maybe rhythm and melodies all at once. Um, but with rap, I think he's, the point he's making is just kind of... It's just one person and their voice. So it's kind of maybe... It's just something people don't tend to do. I forget now exactly. I must watch it again. But um, because I, I have noticed that that nobody seems to do it. Like, no one covers rap songs. Yeah, I don't. I don't really get thing. that. Because like, you'll have in rock music or in any other genre of music, sometimes a cover is more popular than the original artist. Yes, like, yes. Your brother Pat is a great one for that. He'll know off the top of his head like a load of songs you'll attribute to one person, and it's they're not the original of it at all. It's some guy 50 years previously or something. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, but He's yeah, put me yeah. wide to a few of those, actually. Yeah, it's so, so weird because you just, that's their tune. And then when you hear the original, it's kind of like, no, this isn't, this isn't how it should sound at all. Yeah, th- that works both ways, obviously, as well, because mm. the original can sometimes be way better than yeah, the cover. Like. Yeah, and it's kind of maybe underrated or something. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's so weird listening to that video. I can't, it's annoying now, I can't remember the points he was making about it. Uh, because he had some good ones <laughs> yeah it's just weird the very next day you had uploaded that I was thinking that's just that's typical a bit of synchronicity yeah yeah speaking of synchronicity and before we move on too far I'm going to pull you back to singing during a psychedelic experience oh yeah I'd never heard that 
And oh. I've gone deep down the psychedelic literature, and I know you, you referenced was a Terence. Ter- 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 I obviously know Terence is yeah, yeah. or was. Um, is is sorry <laughs> sorry there. sorry Terrence. There. I, mean, there. I mean sorry, he's Terrence. everywhere he's everywhere uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'd never heard him or anybody else say that uh, and I'm trying to like, I'm, like the the breathing I'm all over every not everyone says that but the breathe breathing you breathe through stuff yeah in, yeah in, in regular life in, 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 uh, in regular life yeah. absolutely. And it's a, it's a real kind of mindful thing if you're about to fly off the handle, if you can just, you know, yeah. breathe in through your nose and push out your belly, you know, breathe with your diaphragm and just go. Yeah. Ah, it, yeah. Does, it does kind of centre you, for want of a better Many term. Many times did your mommy tell you, five deep breaths. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that, that's a perfect example of what I was referencing earlier. So your mum tells you to take five deep breaths and you go, oh, fuck yeah, off, yeah. man. But, you know... Terrence McKenna says, oh, it, right, But exactly, it's the, the exact same fucking thing. Do you ever get driving lessons off your mum? Don't, right? Fucking don't. Because she's not going to say or do anything different than a driving instructor will. Yeah. But it's your fucking mother. Piss off, man. We all shoot the messenger, isn't it? But, <laughs> shoot them down. We, but we don't, though. We, we shoot certain types of messenger. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, that kind yeah, of way? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, there's, there's a... I don't know what it is. There's a weirdness yeah. to it. Like. You brought me into this world. Let's, you've done your job now. Enough, <laughs> enough. Don't have to listen, Johnny. <laughs> but isn't it, isn't it mad, though? And isn't it mad how so much... Like, we've covered so much and how it's all inextricably intertwined and interlinked but that's so rare mm-hmm. and I, I, a complaint for want of a better term that I've gotten is that I should pick a topic and I should cover it and stick I should to it have, yeah and, what happened know, COVID yes <laughs> didn't fucking last long did it but like thank fuck thank fuck again though thank yeah, fuck again yeah, no, because I don't mind I don't mind that's much more fun <laughs> <laughs> but there's something too, and again, this is an off the lead conversation. I mean, yeah. picking topics and discussing topics is contrived, and we've had fucking a hundred years of it, and we're sick of it, like yeah, because yeah. it's not representative of normal yeah, life. Chaos of like, life. When, yeah. when was the last time you met up with something? Well, okay, bad fucking turn of phrase. Like, when was the last time you met up with someone and yeah, said something? Yeah. I know a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, All the time, I'm following these restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> But is this some form of protest here? Is it? <laughs> it's a large, a large gathering of people. The mics are two metres apart, folks, right? Um, what the fuck was I going to say? I've fucking confused myself. Interrupted myself. More was at that. But no, th- yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, when in normal life do you ever meet up with somebody and go, okay, so we're going to talk about yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You, you know, no, 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 you're, you, you, sorry, you're starting to talk about player. Football, it's it's all about the game. I think that's people's fear of coming on to the podcast. Well, because I was chatting to Ivor the other day, and he was talking about coming on again himself, and just talking about kind of saying it to a few of his mates. He think he'd have a good conversation with, and to be hesitant to do it, like I just won't do it. And he Ivor be there saying to them, "She just been talking to me all day, like to be working together or whatever. We've been chatting all day, and they be like, oh, sure, what would I talk about on a podcast?'" And I was like, same as what we've been doing all day, but I think just what you're on there is people are saying, because it's filmed and it's recorded, oh, I better have something clever to say, or it's ego getting in the way, like it's, I better come across smart, or better not look stupid, or or whatever, just an unwillingness to kind of expose yourself again. This is like singing, only weirder (laughs) again, maybe not weirder, but... uh, 
yeah, at least with a song, you kind of know what you're going to say next to some degree. Um, I don't think this is as weird with the song, though, because if I had said to you, bring the guitar. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah immediately, you didn't even have to think about it. Before well, yeah, everyone might see it. Before, oh, God. Before you fucking said anything, you went, you, you literally squirmed in the seat. Like. It's terrible, isn't it? But it's mad. I'm afraid and, of yourself. Like, it's bizarre. But that's coming from somebody who's willing to sit down in front of a yeah, camera yeah, 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 and talk about, yeah, you know, anything, yeah, abortion, or death, prostitution, like, yeah. you know, you name it, you've no issue in talking about anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you I know, look like I could be wrong. <laughs> and on top of that, you're an accomplished guitarist. Uh, well, by, okay. by my fucking standards, yeah. you are. Like, I mean, you can play the guitar, you're, like, have you done the 10,000 hours, do you think? I get in there, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So you're fucking, whether you might say it or whether you might say it or feel it, you're 100% yeah. expert, relatively speaking, expert level in do, in playing the guitar. But I say, do the thing you're an expert at and... Yeah, be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> It's, ah, it's letting go of yourself. That's all ego again, or maybe not ego. It's just a unwillingness to just to let go and bear it all, and be willing to make a fool of yourself if it doesn't sound great or or whatever. It's fun with, with guitar anywhere or any instrument. That's why I love it. Really, it's again representational of life. The more you put into it, the more there is to know. That's why I never claim to be an expert, and I'm not. I'm like I'm maybe a intermediate lower end of intermediate if you wanted to put a level on it but you talk to any master on the guitar and they'll say it themselves like it's an endless road it's like life the the more you go in the deeper it gets like there is no end point where you're going to be satisfied it's there's just constant learning to be doing you could have mastered one genre but you haven't gone near classical music or spanish guitar or whatever flamenco you know there's endless amounts gypsy guitar there's just endless amounts of genres and then within each genre it's just an infinite expanse as well you know most guitar players will stick to one like you're a jazz player you just play jazz you're you're whatever blues player you just play blues some people will cross over and do kind of fusion and stuff, but it's endless, absolutely endless. Um, and it's, it's mad though, because even if you pick blues and you are the world's greatest blues guitarist, bar none, if you haven't broken new grounds, you haven't done it all. Do you, yeah, do you know exactly, that kind of way? Exactly. But it's funny because I've heard the exact same thing from black belts in jiu-jitsu in particular. And one thing that they'll often say, and it, it just crushes me as a as a, a white you're supposed to be a blue belt level thereabouts but to hear a black belt say something like my training only really started the day I got my black belt <laughs> it's like fuck <laughs> you and your black belt yeah it's inspiring and intimidating it all is though isn't it but it, it's yeah. exactly what you were talking about yeah. like you become accomplished only to realise that you're you've you don't only know started. anything at all yeah. and depending on how you view that because your perception is everything you can say what's the point in even starting if that's what black belt say I, or you can go no way yeah. I can be that good and you're only getting started exactly well, that's life isn't it it's again it's that kind of paradoxical nature of if you want to contain something you have to let it expand like infinitely which is, just seems counterintuitive or you've something, lost me or if you want to contain something you have to let it expand is that what you said yeah or? yeah so if you want to it's uh, I think I've taken that from the Tao Te Ching the 
Chinese philosophy book from way back. Um, Ta- that's Taoism, is it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, they say what's it? Lao Tzu said, if you if you want to contain something, you have to let it expand. And for me, that's exactly what we're talking about here. If you, if you want to master something, you can't let the ego get in the way and tell you, oh, I know what I'm doing now. Do you know, I've, I've got four chords on the guitar. I know how to play the guitar. It's like, no, you're only entry level or I got my black belt in jiu-jitsu. That doesn't mean you're finished at all. Like You need the child. You need the beginner's mind. You need to always view yourself as a beginner. And that's that's the best way to improve like if you want to be able to master something you have to act like a child like you have to treat yourself like a child and treat- play mm, young play, young play. was big into that wasn't play, he yeah oh yeah draw mandalas all that kind of stuff right here that's play. That, that's exactly what that's what i've been thinking a lot about what i'm doing and how i do it and why i do it and all the rest of it and uh, i keep coming back to it i'm playing mm, I, mm. I have a toy set i have three toy sets between the the kind of the demo one behind the camera, this one that the camera is focusing on. Now, I'm going to double check that camera to make sure it's recording. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Let's keep it going. Um, yeah, no, that's an honour to be here, Fran. Oh, fucking fucking... Thank you. It's not as though, you know, I'm inundated like with people ringing me looking to come on, if I'm being honest. I mean, it's it's a funny one because I want to, I want to get more people on all the time but the the pushback of coming of of coming on i've been really surprised by it to be honest with you really surprised at the start like I, I it was a lot more understandable because it was like oh you're, you're starting a podcast are you and okay right um, mm, no thanks but now it's it's kind of it has a life of its own to a certain degree there's mm-hmm. been 35 odd conversations so you're not you know at the start you could see you could see why it would be hard getting your first guest on. Yes, because it's totally new and they don't know anything. But I mean, if somebody comes on now, you're only the thirty sixth or the thirty seventh or the thirty eighth yeah. guest that comes on. You're you're not. You know what off the lead is and what the conversations are isn't going to be based on your conversation mm. because you're only one of forty. Yeah, do you know that yeah. kind of way? So I could see at the start why somebody wouldn't come on, but I've just been shocked, I suppose, at the. At the the lack of, I don't even know what it's a lack of. I suppose it's it's people it's people's unwillingness to get out of their own way. Yeah. That that's essentially that's what, what it boils down self-doubt to. Self doubt stuff. Yeah, like, and it's it's pure ego, like yeah. just pure ego, yeah, just crushing you. Look at and I think on the point of you know if you're the first person on, it's probably more difficult. But like if I just listen to you and Anthony Murphy. You know, before coming on here, I'd be thinking, "Oh God, I don't, well, I don't know anything." <laughs> like not, not the way he's such a polymath. Like, he'll, you know, he could go drill down on something. Whereas I'm probably more like yourself, just kind of off the lead, dog bounding around the field. We'll sniff at one flower and then jump off over to another direction. But yeah, if it, I suppose it's maybe a bit more daunting if you're listening to you know people who have very specific focus things that they've been working on for 20 or 30 years it's kind of oh god i'm not an expert on absolutely anything um I'm, i don't i don't know anything really like but sure it's, it's all fun just have a game it's have a be a bit more playful about it and see what happens like, don't, i don't know what i'm going to say next no you know, look I, I don't know what i'm going to ask next or say next and and that's to me is is the kind of beauty of it and it's 
what we're talking about is what off the lead is. Mm. Do you know that kind of way? Like the 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 thought of calling it off the lead originally was the idea of a dog. Like when is a dog kind of happiest? It's, he's off the lead. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, the and we're I think we're like, we're like that. Society is the dog handler, yeah. and we all have our little invisible leash. And you know, don't don't walk down there because. Yeah. You know that's not the the footpath. Mm. You know, there's a sign saying keep your dog on the lead, so you better keep your dog on the lead. Yeah, and but even with people in in their own lives, like we 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 park in the same spaces mm. and we mm. take the mm. same route to and from work all the time, and we're we're very kind of closed minded and regimented, and we Teams. stay in our lane as as the expression goes. <gasps> and the whole off the lead. The whole point of starting it was a pushback. Yeah, against ah, yeah. That. Like, freedom, liberty. Be yourself to fuck. Like. Yeah, that's it. Be yourself. Like there can't be anything more powerful than that. Like just be yourself. Like it's that's we are the ultimate of what's going on around us. That's why I think this is so powerful. Like we are, we are, we're at the point. We are at the point. Like we're, we're we are at the, the tipping point. We're consciousness. Like it doesn't get more amazing than this. It really doesn't. Even if we're just to sit here in silence and record it, like class. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Don't know how many listeners we get in podcast land for that. One. Oh, you'd be surprised. If he's right, Ali was having a laugh there yesterday. There's like, do you know ever hear of like binaural beats and stuff that's on? That's like little frequencies to be tuned to whatever hurts, and it's kind of new agey spiritual stuff that might have some kind of chanting, kind of Indian sound and music where you might put it on the background if you're meditating, and certain frequencies are meant to do certain things to your brain. I've done it a few times. Uh, yeah, it's certainly worth a shot. Like, it's interesting. Um, I won't claim now it's going to whatever enlighten you or anything, but. Uh, there's on the silence thing there's ones where people are going onto youtube but like it's a silent video we might have whatever playing in the background i said you could can't just upload audio especially audio where there is no audio but it's just silence and it's meant to be silence tuned to 20 hertz and people like you check down the comment section oh my god this is so blissful and Ali's there laughing people are going on to youtube for, for, <laughs> for silence, silence. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. There's more power to them. I'm fucking right. And yeah. It's funny because I, I kind of caught myself there because you said, you know, we could sit here and just record it in silence. And I went, oh, Jesus, who'd listen to that? But that's what I really have to not get away from. It's what I have to stay away from. This notion of what do people want to hear? Yeah, yeah. Because that's pure poison absolute mm. pure poison yeah that's ego then if you're trying to feed people what they want to hear or what you think they want to hear it's it's it's, a, it's an ego endeavor i think um yeah yeah I, I love what you said before as well on i think people were kind of a bit nervous about you starting a podcast oh what like you have to be careful about what you're saying and this and that and you're there thinking sure the only people that are going to listen to it are my audience. Like the, the, your your audience will find you to some extent, or you'll find your audience. And if they don't like it, they won't tune in. So, like, why why care about the naysayers, or why care about people that are are just going to whatever? If you don't enjoy it, don't tune in. Like it's as simple as if yeah. you do enjoy it, do tune in. So, no, it, it's for me. It's all about what you, exactly what you said there is. It's it's kind of build it, and they will come. Yes, and if they don't come. So be it. Yeah. Do you know what kind Just of, um, keep building. They'll come for something else, maybe. Yeah, and look, but even like there's something about that. Like build it, and they will come. 
it, it kind of it works as much as it doesn't. I think because it implies that you're only you're only doing it right when, when they, they come. come. Yeah, ah, no. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. I, I, for me, it's do it. Don't be foolish about it. Do you know that kind of way? Mm. So, like, I, I didn't need to put up these curtains. Mm-hmm. Like, if I if I was really being true to the authenticity of it, it, it'd just be the camera and the two mics, mm. and that'd be mm. it. But human beings don't. We are a certain way. Mm. We're all very different, but we're all mostly the same. And we don't like clutter, and we don't like. Ah, yeah. a, you don't want a big bright light here, and a, you don't yeah. want the table full of stuff. So, I suppose what I'm trying to say is, be authentic and be genuine, and do things the way you want to do. Full stop. But don't be fucking stupid about it. Yeah, for because sure. Because I, yeah. I, I want to make a go of this. I want to make this my primary source of income. Yes. I want to do this professionally for the rest yeah, of my life. Put your heart and soul into it. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. And respect for yourself, respect for your audience. Like it's. Oh, without a doubt. But what I don't want to end up as, I suppose, is, or I suppose, in the back of my mind, there's a fear that I don't want to become the guy who uh, did nothing but what he wanted to do his entire life but never really took it anywhere because he didn't really do the basic things. Or, do, do, do you know that kind of way? Like, like there has to be some level of conservatism in it. It, ha- it can't be all... Like, I want to encourage people to be off the lead, but I don't want to encourage people to live under a bridge. Yes, yes. You know, you, you need yeah. to go to work and you yeah. should get up at regular times and go to yeah, bed. Yeah. And, you know, you need your sleep. And you need routine to some, but just don't be regimented. Like, you need... I like the idea of... You end up on a spiral one way or the other, and it's kind of, you know, routine is part of it. But either you can be spiraling downward and just going more and more negative, or you can be spiraling upward. And I think routine becomes part of that. Like, I think we were talking about on the last one, the kind of Jocko Willing stuff. Like, if you want to be free, discipline yourself. And yes. Do you know, the human body, like, I mean, I think it's Pearson said, it, the, the skin is a boundary. Like, you need boundaries, you need borders. So, this is a border. It's containing the chaos of me and you or the chaos with the our consciousness like it can't be just completely it needs to be focused in you have a camera you have you have the audio like there has to be some boundaries so we can actually communicate um or you can go boundary list we could swallow some psychedelics or something. <laughs> <laughs> let it all melt away for a few hours but uh yeah no certainly for this kind of thing no, boundaries are important you need them definitely need them um on the playfulness thing something i've been doing more recently taking a leaf out of your book um i think it's maybe not the last conversation one before we were talking about movement and edo portal and that yes just started doing i'm enjoying my running now for the months there it was just run whatever it is five ten kilometers kind of a straight loop uh straight loop makes no sense but a, a, <laughs> a loop just a regular the kind of same loop i might have slight variations like i'll go down that road instead of that road but uh i started doing just running backwards for whatever a few hundred meters or running side to side or tumbling around in the fields or uh and then the dog starts tumbling as well that's great crack but uh just getting that spirit of play back into it because it just seemed like a routine chore but now i still have the routine of running every day or every other day but just adding that bit of variance that you're kind of you're not just 
pounding one foot after the other it's kind of mixing up running with high knees for whatever a few minutes or running backwards to get some funny looks thought running barefoot was weird <laughs> try running backwards <laughs> at bare feet <laughs> Hey, it's safe to go and because you're running backwards you can watch the reaction for a good like <laughs> two minutes it's so funny that is quality <laughs> the kids kind of just so you over, you'd overtake someone oh yeah, 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 yeah so you're both heading in the same direction but you're facing them yeah yeah, yeah and you're yeah, running yeah, and they're just looking at you <laughs> oh man that brilliant, is fucking brilliant, brilliant. that is uh, fucking priceless so funny so funny but do, you see what I love about that is by doing that, you're so much more inclined to, like, when the time comes when we can walk into a fucking room full of people, you're far more likely, I think, to walk into that room in six months' time and and not kind of shy away mm. because you're kind of comfortable. Do you know that kind of way? I think a lot of people, they they walk into rooms, especially if you suffer with any kind of social anxiety, you go into a room and you, you kind of... Close up. You, you close yeah, up and you look yeah. down and you fucking, you know, you, don't, you hide behind fucking whatever it is and you go into the corner and you might talk to somebody in the corner. But <gasps> it's all very close and you're, you're kind of a, a little bit afraid or whatever. But if you've gotten used to running backwards past people <laughs> and them just kind of not knowing where to look because this weirdo is in front of them, like I, I would imagine you'd be a hell of a lot more likely to walk into that room and kind of let it all hang out. Yeah, I'll it, just be yourself. You know, and just be, and just be, be yourself. yourself. Yeah. It's, so it's the key to everything, I think. If you want to do anything, if you want to succeed, like just be yourself. Like If you're trying to be someone else, people see it and they can feel it and it's just, it's inauthentic and it's, we're all, we're all unique individuals just like everyone else yes. uh, so yeah be yourself and like, that's that's what it's all about and I think everybody else is waiting on everybody else kind of thing very much like, so yeah you just have to open up and then I'll open up and then people are kind of when you're waiting for the other person to make a move and then they're waiting for you to make a move and then it's a little awkward and it's like just get over that shit like and fucking just yeah just be yourself be yourself but the, the thing about being yourself I think is I don't think you can be yourself until you've found yourself mm. and you won't find yourself unless you've tried a couple of different selves. Yeah, Do you know what kind of yeah. way? So you, I think you need to, so that, that running backwards, let's say worked for you, but it mightn't work for somebody else. Oh, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's fine. <gasps> but if you're not putting yourself out there and so let's say if, let's say I go, okay, I'll take a leaf out of Porrick's book and I'll run backwards for a while. Let's say I run backwards and I just go, oh God, no, Jesus, this, it's just not me, right? I, I'll upload another song, I'll dance naked in front of the camera, I'll do whatever yeah, you want yeah. me to do, but running backwards isn't, just, isn't for me. You, you don't know that about yourself until you do right, it. Uh, and you, how can you know who, you, who and what you are until you've made a load of mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, you're just basing everything on assumptions. Mm, mm. And I probably wouldn't have done it. I've seen a guy on YouTube, what's his name? The Bioneer. Uh, I was looking up, I've a bit of a sore knee, my right knee isn't great, but um, I was looking up YouTube videos on how to improve just the muscles around the knee and the, the glutes and that. Um, and yeah, one of his recommendations was running backwards because you put your knees over your toes. So it's giving you just a different kind of stretch, basically. You're working out different muscle groups. And yeah, if I hadn't seen him doing it, probably just would have never thought of it because it's not something you see people doing. And he's he's fairly big built guy, so it's probably... 
do you know, maybe a bit easier to be eccentric because <laughs> you're ripped. Like, it's, uh, he's, he's, he's confident in himself, but he's there going, yeah, you bunny hop to the shops. And he's there going down the road, bunny hop. He's like, right, I'm, I'm not at that level yet. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll try this rolling backwards crack and see how I go. But, uh, yeah, like that, you need, you need to try and, you know, discover if you don't like it you don't like it try something else um but it's that it's fear and doubt and hope even it's like the 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 other side of doubt it's all nonsense like just have faith in the way things are like we're, we're here for a reason this thing is is unimaginably amazing like it's kind of the ego ends up having to filter things down and make things kind of concrete so you can get from point a to point b and that's important and your work and your routine everything else is it's it's all important stuff but um i think you need in that routine and that rigidity you need some you need some outlet like as well you need something creative martial arts exercise of some description art whatever poetry writing anything just get whatever's in your head and get it out if there's stuff to be said or you know or just sit in silence just meditate whatever you're into yeah and it, it, it doesn't need to be an off the lead podcast no. or running backwards like a, a mate of mine <coughs> um has gotten into stop motion of late well oh, he's probably cool. he's been dabbling in it for a long time but um i think he's a bit of time off now so he's at home and he's making you know, he's he's spending days on end making ten second videos. <laughs> like just the yeah. nature that it's a it's a laborious task. But I must actually get with his permission upload one of the videos. He uploaded uh he made an Iron Man figurine. Oh, now okay. nothing special about it. My six year old could make it. It's it's paint by numbers, like you know, it's page by page guidance. You click this into this and this Good. into this. You'd make it yourself in Let ten like minutes. Playmobile character kind of things. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Iron Man figurine things. Cool. Like a hundred pieces, or whatever. But he made like a twenty second video stop motion of it being built without his hands. So it's just <laughs> it, the, the first one is the the floor gets put down and then the foot gets pushed into the little circles. Yeah. And then the other foot and then the ankle gets clicked in and then like the other piece and it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And that's his little creative outlet. Outlet. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know if he shared it on social media. I don't know if he's told anybody about it. I don't know if he's doing it intentionally to kind of get out of his own way. I don't think any of that's the case. I think he's just kind of doing it because he likes it. doing it. <gasps> But I don't think people. I don't think that's encouraged enough. Like, yeah, oh, the, the, play, the spirit of play. That's everything. That's what we're here to do. I think to a large extent, if you can bring the spirit of play into everything you're doing, I think you're just going to enjoy things that much more, and you're going to get better at them then as well because you're you're enjoying it. Like, there's no, there's. I don't think there's any such thing as like a pointless task. Even if you're whatever doing the most mundane thing ever, it could be, you know, it could be really enjoyable or you can make it hell so you know it's it's bring bring that spirit of play to just everything you do i suppose bringing it back again to the kind of the more traditional media outlets they tend to get people on who are experts in this certain thing Mm. and i think that's that's kind of fed into normal life these days so what i mean is People don't want to come on unless they're an expert in something and they'll talk about their expertise. Mm. But that's not playful. This Mm. is playful because you don't... Being playful and not knowing what you're doing are kind of synonyms to a degree, aren't they? definitely, definitely. Like if if I had... uh, Like I'm in here in my set now, okay, with the the two lights that were taken out of an office that were doing a a refurb. All the lights were going into the skip. These are all curtains that 
uh, wore white, I threw them in the wash with some black dye. This is a sign you and the lads actually uh, got made for me. An old table, bits and pieces. If I had a degree in set design, mm. I wouldn't be happy with this. I'd, I'd never have this in the first place and there'd be nothing playful because you'd know you'd need the back light and the side light and the yeah. rim light and the this light yeah. and you'd need this, this, this and this. Oh, and you need 20 grand to start. There's no point you're, in even starting. You're at work. Do you know yeah. like, There's nothing playful about that. But mm-hmm. me, it's like, fuck, okay, I've got these weird shaped lights. Uh, they're no good on the ground. Yeah. I'll put them on the old chairs that I have. Oh, fuck, I, I need to hang this from something. So I'll get a bit of coaxial cable and I'll set a tape it to the... Like, like, like literally like that. Cobbled together, love it, love it. Duct tape and some cord. Oh, okay, lovely, yeah, 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 I know it's uh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, it's um, it's a good job, it's a good job, but like, it's 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 play, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and you, you didn't you didn't have to spend. If you're creative, like you don't you don't need to break the bank if you want to do something. Like it's I think you can be crass with money so easily, like or you can be really tasteful with nothing at all. Like, yes, very you can, much so. You can go into a charity shop and you know you get buy a few things and you know for next to nothing, and you could redecorate your whole house with f- fucking pennies like you yeah, really can mo- mo- there's something money money there's something about money and creativity they, they, they don't go well together yeah do you know that kind of way because let's say if, let's say I oh, had 200 grand in the bank just spending money or I was earning so much money that I couldn't spend it all I wouldn't have the two old chairs in the kitchen and the bed sheet thrown across the light that was going into the skip <gasps> I'd have gone on to fucking Amazon and I would have oh yeah bought whatever camera recording lighting equipment that I would have needed and it would have robbed me of the opportunity to mess around with it and to play and to to be creative and I reckon if you pumped a bunch of money into it it'd kind of become about money and you'd be like oh I need to get a return on my investment 100% if this had had cost me money you know you'd be only out the door and somebody else would be in and somebody else would be in you know it'd be I'd be at work then I wouldn't be playing do you know yeah, kind of way yeah, I certainly yeah. wouldn't be turning the fucking logo around and showing you how it was put together yeah, and with yeah. bits of sellotape like. I see you and look at the likes of Rogan or that he says it himself like he doesn't this is some work like this is I just meet up with friends and have chats like and it's it's just amazing how powerful it is and how, how popular it is um, and again I, I love like technology's taken over and we need to make it work for us yes. like, we really do and I think this is this is how you do it like this is taking the power back this is empowering people through conversation through dialogue empowering ourselves it's you know technology is just that's going to shape the future to the largest I think beyond any extent we can imagine be it CRISPR babies be it whatever symbiotic relationships with technology who knows where it's going to go but unless we start getting creative with it and kind of learning how to make it work for us you know it's either going to be the tools for liberating ourselves or the tools for enslaving us so I think this is this is headed in the, the freedom direction, which is what I love about it. Like, I think more power to you. Yeah, I could, couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. And I have another one for you. So I have a, or I, off the lead, has a WhatsApp number now. 89 Genuinely it, does. Um, 
and I'm I'm playing with WhatsApp as a as a medium. And one the problem that I had originally when I uploaded um, my dad's gone crazy. I uh, wrapped it to the original soundtrack, and without realizing, as soon as I uploaded it, it just got flagged as being uh, copyright. Obviously, oh, in hindsight, yeah, like, duh, yeah. you're not going to be able to upload you rapping an Eminem song <laughs> without the uh, the bots kind of going, that's copyright yeah, material. Copyright, yeah. So it just ended up being the audio that went up, just me rapping it with no music, which, look, I just did it to do it, and it was done. Then I was a little bit wiser with um, Mother Lover. I knew I couldn't use the backing track, so I just made my own little kind of jokey-backy track and did it, and that was grand. But with Immortal Techniques tune... Uh, that point of no return. The the back the the music in it. You could do it without it because it's so wordy. Like there's there's bla- barely a split second of the whole thing that he's not actually saying a word. Mm. Um, so you could get away with it, but it's real dramatic violin, fucking dun, 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 that kind of music. Yeah. So without it, it'd be nothing. So what I'm thinking of doing is recording it over the original music, but sharing it via whatsapp okay yeah. so the idea is if you instead of me uploading it to the internet if you want it it's there on the no well i don't know if, i don't know what way that's going to work i haven't figured that bit out but f- what will work from the start at least is i can just say if you want to hear it text me and i'll mm. text it back to you mm, mm. and that might be just a way of kind of bypassing that copyright infringement that copyright yeah, infringement brilliant. but again I'm only playing with the whole WhatsApp number thing. Mm, I'm, mm. I'm figuring it out. I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know what I'm doing with it. I don't know how far it's going to go. I don't know if it won't be worth it and I'll just dispense with it. Mm, mm. Um, I don't know. But true to what you were saying, that's kind of playing with these things, with technology like that. It's figuring it out. It's it's. I don't know being fucking one step ahead of the tech giants to a degree mm-hmm. like, do you know, like I know it? well it's us and us so big time. well very <laughs> true yeah, yeah, yeah. not yeah. that it has its own whatever consciousness it's it's very much people powered but um, it's certainly it's changed the whole the whole way we do everything it really is like the pandemic just brought that into focus big time we're going through a technological revolution like I mean we couldn't have had a lockdown 10 years ago like, if we had coronavirus, like we had SARS 10 years ago, or swine flu. Yeah, maybe not 10, but certainly 20. Oh, I think even 10. You wouldn't, you couldn't have Tesco delivering your shopping to you 10 years ago. Yeah, true. And when you think about, like... like we didn't people, have the logistics to deep yet all the different delivery companies. No, you're right, drones, too, yeah. I think even... maybe five, Even internet connection. Yeah, but no one had brought... Like, a lot of people didn't have broadband. Yes. When did Des get broadband? People out a in lot the country still don't fucking exactly. God love them during all this. Um, so yeah, I think that the, the, the pandemic for me and it really highlights the tech revolution that we're in. Like people can literally work from home, get all their food delivered, get their takeaways, get absolutely everything between Jeff Bezos and a few others, Elon Musk and Co. and Zuckerberg. Like you could literally just stay in your box all day long, every day. And That's kind of what they want, though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> well, it suits them. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You're just a consumer, just a consumer, full stop. Um, so I think this is like this is getting the tech, giving people people powered through technology rather than people being enslaved through technology. Yeah, well, t- t- look, t- I'm a lover of technology, um, as should be apparent by the fact that 
if you're watching this on the internet, I've gone to the bother of recording it and uploading it and all the rest of it. But I do obviously also see the fucking danger. The danger. It. It's, uh, it's, and I've said this uh, numerous times, I'll say it again, it's no different than the hammer. Yeah, yeah. Like, is a hammer a good or a bad thing? Yeah. Whether you're building a house how or you're you cracking someone it, across sure. the face with it. It's yeah. all about how you use it. And Big these time. things, you know, the internet connection, I, I'm blessed. We have, we're out in the country, but we still have fibre. I'm blessed with that. But I wouldn't be blessed. I'd be cursed with it if all I was doing was mindlessly staring at Netflix. Yeah, or worse. Or buying shit off Jeff Bezos yeah, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, just ultimate consumer fucking porn 24 7 like it's, it's very easy to just get sucked into shite online and well, m- most endlessly of, scroll through crap it's funny what you said there about like getting sucked into to porn or something like porn there's something synonymous with with porn and everything else that people spend their time staring at that's junk food like and, and yeah and, and even junk food but the, like I know porn is the the quintessential kind of bad thing that you shouldn't be doing. I don't know. Yeah, I think to, most to people's degree. conscience says that as soon as yeah, done it as well. Like, oh Jesus! And and I don't like most people would wouldn't ask. Like I'm often asked, "What am I watching on Netflix?" It's not it, people wouldn't even ask you, "Do you watch Netflix?" People have started asking me, "What are you, you watching, watching on, on Netflix?" Netflix? And yeah, it's like yeah. I don't generally watch it, but anyway, <laughs> but. You know, someone would never ask, you know, what porn are you watching? Yeah, <laughs> what site do you use? <laughs> but, but there's a weirdness there, though, because the cooking program, the mind-numbing cooking program that you watch, say, that's just cooking porn. And the, yeah, yeah, the top yeah. gear is car porn. Yeah, I the news is panic porn. <laughs> the other news is panic porn. Is that what you call it at the start? Panic porn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pouring on the panic porn. Yeah, yeah. But that, but that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, hundred yeah, percent. Car yeah, porn yeah. news is panic porn. Like, uh, what's I Andy, or Andy Eilish saying? Say, uh, chewing gum for the eyes. Like, yes, it's just empty fucking nonsense. Like, it's. Yeah, and look at them. There's there's a place for it. it exists for a reason. I wouldn't be oh ban ban the pornography. Be Puritans or would be whatever. Um, it's there for a reason. But like it's it's yeah it's you know I'm sure you'll have super liberal people that will argue the 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 virtues of it and everything else. But um, I think most people know you know the conscience kicks in it's just there's better things to be doing with your with your consciousness but, but again like you, you said it at the outset it's 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 a bit like it's a bit like genocide it's or anything you know quintessentially evil and again peterson actually makes this point quite well he says something along the lines of are you uh, are you not killing people because you're virtuous or are you not killing people because you're not able to kill people? Yeah, let's just say, yeah, I love the example of the the student that thinks that they could never do anything wrong and then end up in a riot unexpectedly, you know, didn't go, they went to a protest, the protest turns into a riot and then all of a sudden they're stealing iPads from... Yeah, burning a police car or something. Yeah, yeah, so you just, you don't... And I think that's the beauty or the, the power of learning a martial art, which thanks to you have only kind of got into like trying to fucking understand that part of myself because I would have been one of those naive people thinking oh god I could never be a Nazi oh god that's the other people that's the bad people in the world not recognising no that evil is within me it's within you it's within everyone and it just takes the right slash wrong environment to, to bring it out of people and if 
Uh, I think Carl Jung said it, if if you want to reach heaven, your roots extend all the way to hell or something to that extent. Um, I think our, all of our, we all have that in us. Who who do you think the devil is, as Alan Watts would say? Like, we are, we are the devil or we are God. Like, it's just what, what choices are you making? Um, and, you know, it's not always black and white like that either, but I think, a lot of the times it is. <laughs> yeah, just, just, <laughs> as you were saying there, you're like, it's not always a damn like a lot of times it is. <laughs> <laughs> but like this, and you reminded me about what we talked about at the outset as well, bullying. Mm. I don't know, like, like it's in you to be a bully. Mm. It's in mm. me to be a bully. Mm. It's in all of us to Yeah, be I'm sure we've all done it at some point, to some extent, maybe bullied the person who's most dear to us or we've done, you know, we've done hurtful things or we've said hurtful things. It's, do you know, but how else are you going to learn that you shouldn't do it? Like, if it's something from the day I've been listening to the or reading the Tao Te Ching recently, but uh, it's one just it's a load of lines that are just like little bombs that go off in your head. Like, I listen to maybe two or three lines and you just turn it off and kind of try and digest it. But uh, it's one line is if you want to become straight, let yourself become crooked. And uh, I think there's yes. something really deep and existential about that as well and then i think there's ways of experimenting with being crooked without actually corrupting yourself like i don't think that's an argument go you know go kill somebody and see what happens kind of thing but uh you know some of the most enlightened people were murderers rapists you know that ended up you know completely changing their lives and changing lives around them um so yeah, I think there, there's utility. Like there's, that's the choice, it's free will, if you want to call it that. Yeah, and there's something to that as well. Like I mean, have you f- been following Mike Tyson at all over the last, let's say, year or two? Since his DMT. Experience. Well, pretty much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's back no in shit. I've been fucking paying attention. <laughs> but what I love about him is, and what he does now is, I think people can take. Like so, so he's talking about you know consciousness and light and love and all these different things yeah. that you've heard uh, some lad who's been cross-legged in a cave say for the last yeah. twenty years. But it's the guy when Tyson says it, <laughs> but exactly because he used to bite people's ears off for a living, literally. <laughs> but there's something to that. Yeah, like there's, yeah. and again, it, I, I I didn't make a great example of it earlier when I was trying to quote Peterson, and it's came to me since. Like a rabbit isn't virtuous. A rabbit can't do anything. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be harmless and be virtuous. The yeah, only way yeah. you can be virtuous is if you're a fucking animal. If you're capable of you know murdering people or yeah. beating people up, and then and you, you don't choose not, not to. to. Yeah, exactly. Then it's an actual choice. It's not just fake virtue. Yes, it's, it's not. It, yeah, exactly. It's not an inability. Yeah, yeah. So like, anyway, yeah. it's a, it's 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 an ability not to do something. Yeah, yeah. And there's something there's something to the bullying thing there. I think if we were trained to be bullies, we'd recognize, recognize it, yeah. when you're being a bully. A bully yes, because yes. that's the the problem is when people are being bullied the people who are doing the bullying very rarely if ever go do you know what I'm going to do I'm going to go over there and I'm going to fucking make that life sla- I'm going to make his life miser- miserable I'm going to make you know he's going to go home and he's going to fucking hate his life because I'm just going to fucking crush him like they don't think like that no, it's like no. ah stay at your shoes rah, yeah, wanker yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and it's, it's, it's a bit of crack but well, if you've been trained in it you, you yes. appreciate it for what it is that making that even if the I think that could be an internal dialogue that's going on subconsciously nearly that will make their life misery only they're making their own life misery by being a bully. It's it's so weird. Like it's, I love that line in the Smashing Pumpkins song, the disarm. 
thanks Ivor uh, <laughs> it was on during one of our sessions before and the killer in you is the killer in me uh, yes. such a powerful line like it's it's I think that's it like it's they mightn't be constantly thinking oh, I'm going to make your life misery but like that's what they're doing to their own lives whether they recognise it or not so I think that's the learning that, that the bully needs to get and the person being bullied needs to learn I need to be able to stand up for myself because there's bullies in the world yeah very much so you know, as, they're, as they're opposed there. to telling teacher and teacher well no bullying it's not allowed it's not yeah no. We've we've rules and every school. everyone's a winner. They all get a medal. Yeah, you can't be bullying because you are slower than the other person, and we're going to equalize everything. I don't know what cost. Um, yeah, that that part of you that's intrinsic in every human being on the planet isn't no. tolerated here because it's yeah. in the rule book and it's under the list of banned things. Yeah, oh, it's in, it's like we could so easily just turn into a Huxian type world, especially with the tech and the power tech giants have now we could just be just so easily manipulated and controlled through through this or we can use it the way you're using it and try and take some take some power back and free ourselves with it so i think that's that's the case with everything like you can you can be enslaved by by anything really or you can be freed by anything it's just it's all perception it's all it's all consciousness, like it's what you want to do, like just, just an infinite amount of possibilities there really is. And it's, it's mad, what you have me thinking now is, like when you're talking about you know, using the technology, if you're, because we're all so different, and obviously so much the same, but like, I'm playing with this, mm. and I've created this whole off the lead thing, and it's my, my pushback against people being on the lead and not being themselves and not being outspoken and, and all the rest of it. But that's just my thing. Mm, mm, I'm mm. playing, and that's my thing. Mm. I don't think people should do what I'm doing. Mm. I think people should play, mm. and whatever that manifests itself as is what they should be doing. Yeah, well, do you know, like, whatever, whatever so, game you like. Exactly. Whatever so like, I, I, like. I'm, I'm, I'm occupying a certain space and this space mightn't be for you or it mightn't be for the other guy or whatever else, but we all have a, we all have a, we all have a space. Mm, do you know like, mm, kind of way? Mm. But I think, I don't know, there's just something innate in us that wants us to, just to conform. Mm, mm. And look, I'm wearing, you know, trousers and a top and, you yeah, know, I'm, yeah. I'm conforming away. Of course. But I'm just, I'm, there has to be a balance if you're if you're all conformity. Do you know what kind of yeah, way? There's nothing new happening, or but there's yeah. there's no you. Yeah, you're just yeah. like you may as well be a Sheep and you are. You're yeah. you're you're a prisoner. Yeah, yeah. You're you're told what to eat, when to eat, <gasps> where to eat, and uh, like the the whole off the lead thing was originally a pushback. The way I used to phrase it was, it was a pushback against what I see as the domestication of our species. I think we've domesticated ourselves. Co-conspiracies. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. It's, yeah, much so. it's, it's there's the elites and there's us that are all playing our part as we, well. We like, are then. Yeah, we, for sure. We, oh, we I'm are you, then. you're me. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're all the one. It's, it's fucking mad. But... Well, you're definitely the elite, aren't you? <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> what? The elite. <laughs> yes. The 1%. The, the 1%. 1%. That's, that's the other thing One I'm, for I'm, you. Keen to, I'm keen to make a bigger point of is the idea that I'm fucking loaded. Yeah, yeah. Same. And that I'm rich same. beyond yeah, most people's yeah. fucking comp- 
apprehension. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean that I have a fucking yacht Mansion, anchored yeah, offshore yeah, yeah. or that I have kids a yacht. And a wife and your health and your but happiness. No, but no, I, I actually mean financially. Okay, okay. So, yeah, so yeah. outside of all that nonsensical yeah, yeah, yeah. family, <laughs> children, and stuff. Philosophical <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> no, but in a real, you know, cash Intrinsic, money terms. Yeah. I'm fucking loaded. Yeah, yeah, and what yeah. makes me loaded is I can pay my mortgage, I can pay my bills, <laughs> I can eat. You know, when I, when I sure. do my shopping. I'm not looking at, oh, that one's 10 cents cheaper. If I want it, I put it in the basket. Mm. And that, to me, is as rich as I ever need to be. Yeah, yeah, I don't need 10 cars no. and 500 acres. Mm. And I think if people started seeing what I have as the aspiration, yes. and not Jeff fucking Bezos yeah, or Elon fucking yeah. Musk. Impossible dreams. Like, stupid dreams. Impossible stuff dreams. you don't want. No, no. Um, and I think if people... The biggest thing that I'm inclined to push back against these days is is class, because working class people, a lot of the time, seem to have set their sights on uh, you know yachts and jets and all that kind of yeah. stuff that should be viewed as being repulsive. Yeah, yeah. You've got a private jet. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Have you at, been at to what, your capital city? Have yeah, you seen the fucking expense? homelessness? Yeah, like yeah. what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like how do these people live with themselves? Yeah, I don't understand it. Yeah, it's just too much. It's too much uh, excess. Big time, and I'm not promoting we should all be in line clots, you know, eating grass. Like, I want fiber optic broadband yeah, and course. a climate controlled house. Yeah, yeah. And with triple glazed windows and fucking all the trimmings. Yeah. But I don't need 875,000 square foot. Of for sure, for sure. Do you know, know ten cleaners to keep on top of it all. Like, exactly, like, and that, a fucking yeah. a manager to look after all my pets. <laughs> do, do you know that kind of way? Yeah, like no, fucking. We we can we can have everything. I feel like I have everything. There's nothing that I can't. There's nothing I can't really afford. Yeah. To be honest, and look, and I think on the other side, but I think the, the the world or whatever you want to call it, consciousness, the, the game we're in. I think it allows for everything. It allows people to be piss poor with nothing you know struggling to eat and then it allows for people to be at the absolute top of the pyramid if you want to look at it that way you know to have 50 jet airplanes and look you couldn't argue about the ethics but i think that's the way it's manifest there's hierarchies and you know i'm not the type of guy that wants to work Every hour in the week, you know, 150 hour a week, not in me, don't want to do it. If Jess Bezos wants to do it, more power to him. Let him have another floor on his mansion, like the fair play to him. Um, you know, it'd be great if it can be, you know, whatever, work in everyone's advantage. And it kind of does to a large extent. Like Amazon is fantastic, there's a reason everyone's using it. But, you know, I think it's good that the game is the way it is, that people can play just any game they want. And of course, there's a downside to it, you know, there's, there's, there's trade offs. And uh, I don't know, but I think people are guilty of zero sum thinking. So, you know, that guy has a mansion, so that means that that person over there has nothing. And look, there's some, I'm sure there's, a, there's truth in it. But it's not. That's not just the case. Just because he's worked a hundred hours a week, and look, some people are just born into it, whatever. But I think sometimes we're, we think zero sum just because someone has lots. We think that's at the expense of someone else. But you know, it's kind of like the Stephen Pinker arguments or them kind of optimist people. Um, 
you know, the things are improving, I think. We're improving all the time. I think it's too easy to get dwell in the negative fucking the world's warming up and we're all going to die and you know, we are all going to die. So make the most of it. If you want to work a hundred hours a week and whatever, get to be a CEO of some big corporation, more power to you. It's not for me, but like if that's what people want to do you know you just have freedom again it's choice you can choose to do whatever you want there's there's nothing stopping anyone fair enough the opportunity i'm all about i think if we could get equal opportunity fantastic like that that's what we should be aiming at but equal outcome is an insane idea like that's just that's like anti-bullying laws and hate speech laws and it's just i think it's going to it's going to rear its ugly head in the future yeah i think i think it's a step too far as well but i don't think that it's a, that's a step too far but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take a step yes so like I have no problem with people being super wealthy. I've no like. Let's say you could have. Let's say if you're total and utter some wealth, if you sold everything you had, and you, if your your if all your wealth combined together was let's say five million, okay, mm. you'd have enough. But not only you'd have enough, you'd have a hundred times more money than I have. Yeah, but. Where should it be capped? Yeah, yeah. Like okay, maybe not five million. Maybe fifty million. Mm. Okay, what about a hundred million? Mm. Okay, what about five hundred million? <gasps> okay, fucking let's cap it at five hundred million. Mm. But I mean, we, I, I think if being a billionaire, if the idea had been floated of banning billionaires ever becoming a thing, if that had, idea had been floated a hundred years ago, people would laugh and say, "Sure, why would you bother?" Yeah. Like, I mean, like what? Like it'd be like somebody saying now, and I think we should do it. I think we should ban trillionaires. I don't think you should be allowed become a trillionaire mm. because in thirty years' time, we're going to have fucking trillionaires. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know that kind of way? And like, I, I'm all for rising to the top of a hierarchy. I'm all for you know, if you want to be insanely wealthy, you can be insanely wealthy. But there's a, a line. I don't. Like, yeah, and right. after that line, after that limit, it just gets gross. Well, it's scary when a tech company is more powerful than any government. But you see, this is the thing. <laughs> like, they, they, They're that, making the new rules for is, everyone. That man. is literally yeah. the argument. That'd that, be my fear. Like. That I'm getting to. Here's one for you. You like this? I'm sure. The way I'm starting to conceptualise governments these days is HR departments for corporations. Well, that's, that's what the, the regional HR uh, departments. And I see in kind of maybe not the flip, but on the same kind of line of thought, I see governments more and more getting tech companies to do things that they can't do constitutionally. So a government can't regulate your speech because it's protected by the constitution, but a tech company can because they're, they're a private, private business and they can do it the uh, fucking yeah, like. Pa- apparently they're a private Hilarious. business. So we really, we really need to draw lines. I think these private businesses need to be considered a public utility at a certain point. Like it's, if Twitter is the, you know, whatever they like to say, the public square or whatever, it's becoming more like water than it is McDonald's. Like... Um, so yeah, no, I'm definitely for you know governments need to be more have more have more power. The people should have more power in their country than some outside tech company. Um, at least I'd like to think that. But well, here's one for you. Experiment this now when we get back working and all the rest of it. Uh, try and pay as little tax as Google. 
in Ireland. <laughs> Good luck with that one. But like, it's hang on a second. Yeah, I'm just, a fucking citizen of this country, yeah, and they yeah, pay yeah, less yeah, tax yeah, than I do. And earning millions. Yeah, yeah. Look, and I really think the person who realizes they have enough at whatever point of life they're in, if you realize, you know, people in the fucking camps in Nazi Germany realized they had enough, and they're the ones that got through it. So I think if you can just, if you realize you have consciousness, you've got the most amazing gift imaginable. You have consciousness. You're a conscious being. It doesn't, it doesn't, nothing beats that. Like all the money in the world doesn't beat that. All the gold in the world doesn't beat that. Yes, but it's, it's hard to have that, that space. I think you need, you need space to ever even become aware of that. And what I mean by that is, I've I've space and I've had space for a couple of years now. So I've had I've I've been financially secure. I wasn't for a long time. I had fucking fifteen jobs over a ten year period, bouncing from here to there because it just wasn't in me to work for other people. I didn't understand that about myself, and I was struggling to make bills, and it was fucking tough at times, and with all the rest of it. That's still very much. That's not a hundred years ago, so I still kind of feel like that you know, mm. I, can, I still feel like a working class person mm. you know like i know even though i've probably financially not these days because of fucking covid but yeah. spiritually i'm certainly fucking in it and i feel like i'm on an elite level if that makes sense kind of spiritually especially in comparison to how i used to feel mm. um but i suppose what i'm what i'm striving to get across is to be able to have the conversation that we're having even to be able to sit down and have a two-hour chat mm. A lot of people on a Tuesday morning. A lot of people, arguably most people in the world, don't, don't have that. Sure, for sure. Because they're so constrained to having to be at work yes. and having to fucking appease their cunt of a boss for their pittance wage, yeah, yeah. and then they're home with their kids and their, you know, their their lives are pressure cookers, so they mm. don't ever get the five minutes. You know, yeah. let, 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 let the fucking shoulders hang down. Oh, they, 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 they spend their lives like this because they're so yeah. fucking poor and wound they're so fucking prepped, yeah, yeah. stressed and wound up. Yeah, or even that, like someone who'd be cut and come onto the podcast because, oh, what if my boss here is that? Like, Jesus, I can't imagine living with that kind of fear and, you know, how the person who fucking puts food on my table, you know, monetarily speaking, the person who gives me my income could you know decide to not give me an income because of a thing i said i started talking about drugs on a online oh we can't have you working for us anymore like it's it's i kind of yeah in a super privileged position myself but um i'd still i think it, uh, not a pushback but like if people you know victor frankel edith i can't think of her second name another lady that was in the the, the concentration camps in germany if they can find meaning, if they can find... It's it's funny, and and bear with me here, okay, because I, I'm, I'm really, I really don't want to come across as implying that people in death camps had it easy, okay? I don't want to, I, and I shouldn't, I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about cracking a joke about it. Go on, sir. <laughs> no, no, just the, the joke in, like, them having it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... They had time to think in a way that, you know, a lot of working class people don't. Okay, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Now, you could say the same for a prisoner. (laughs) You know, a a prisoner mightn't have a lot, but he's got plenty of time to think. Mm. And I don't think... If you're lifting a fucking 10 kilo or whatever, 20 kilo bag of salt, 
three miles down a camp from one end to the other for no reason and then a big satanic sign saying work will set you free look there was nothing more there, know, there, there yeah, is know, nothing more evil than a concentration yeah, camp yeah, like, you know yeah, granted yeah but I get you they're, they're kind of in an extreme situation say compared to a humdrum existence of you know you're kind of pushed to that there's nothing more extreme, you could say, than a concentration camp. Maybe more so than it is. It's innately evil, but yeah, I think if you conceptualise as absolutely extreme, like an extreme way of living, and the, the edges of what humans have experienced, it's nearly like you have to. It's either you sink or swim. Whereas if you're in a humdrum forty-hour week, you you can just kind of coast. You know what I mean? If you coast in the camp, you're probably going to die pretty soon. So if you, if you're to survive the camp, you, you have to you have to find God or find yourself or whatever you want to call it. Whereas in your humdrum existence, you can just kind of coast by and them years of not speaking your mind and years of just being caught in a rut. That's its own hell. Like it really is. Oh, very much. And it, it it's it's a hell that I think arguably the majority of human beings on this planet are living. Mm, you know, mm, just mm. going from day to day from, you know, living for the weekend and not even living for the weekend, but... Can't do that anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> there's just... Sorry for them people. I think it's a big wake-up call, not to bang on too much about COVID, but I think the people who live for the pub and that, you know, I think it's a big wake-up call for people, um, you know you need to find something else to do like or people that how many marriages have fell apart during all of this how many relationships have fell apart like it's i think it really put things in focus for people good and bad like it's it's sorry i forgot even where we were going there but um, no it's just your ground such as such as the nature of the, the of the conversations but i think what we originally started talking about there was the idea of um your your not even your but a working a typical working class person's life in comparison, we're literally comparing it to fucking life in a in a kind of death yeah, camp. Like, yeah, yeah. But I suppose that the the point that I was trying to are striving to get across was in a concentration camp, as bad an example as that probably is, you had you had time to think because everything was kind of. I was going to say everything was done for you, but you know a you prison were, for sure. I think that 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 kind of prison is probably a better yeah, example because yeah. yeah, there's there's, yeah. li- there's literally nothing more evil than a fucking concentration yeah, camp yeah. or a death camp or whatever you want to call it. But there's some we're touching on something there, kind of profound enough. I think that you know it's all very much what you make of it. I think is what I'm trying to get at. Anyway, it's um, you know I think like I, I'd really look to the people who have been through them really extreme parts of history because uh, if they can find meaning like then i think the onus is on people in their humdrum existence you know people with a you know dead-end job and a dead-end boss like find meaning in something or just get a new job or you know maybe you don't have that luxury but i don't know read find you can you can spend an eternity in a minute if you want like or in, in no time at all and either either you want to you want to make it positive or you want to make it negative like your 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 consciousness can go anywhere like it can travel to the outer reaches of the universe if you let it i i agree with you but i think in order to in order to fully grasp that and certainly to embody it and to bring it into your into your life 
you need you need space. You need I'd agree, space. space. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the one thing that most working class people don't fucking have. It's it's space. Mm. It's it's just it's five minutes peace to just see the wood from the trees. For me, I think that's because maybe people have moved away from religion to a large extent. Like I think going to your church, even if you only used to go once a week, like an hour a week was a hell of a lot more than zero Never. hours a week. Do you know what I mean? People, I would have been kind of sceptical, very sceptical of people who go to their mass once a week and kind of, oh yeah, you're Christian for one hour and then the rest of the week you go back to whatever it is that you're doing. One hour is a hell of a lot more than, no, you know yourself, would even exercise, anything. An hour a week is a hell of a lot better than nothing a week. So I think, yeah, that space people might be craving or need, that's, that's a, that's, you know, I think religion probably would have provided that for, for, for the people and we're kind of moving away from it and I don't know if it's, it's all positive, like it's, it's, it's there's plenty of reasons to move away from it, you know, there's, there's corruption at the top of any of these hierarchies and it's, it's very easy to let that taint everything else, but, uh, I say that people need to find their spirit. They really do. They really do. And if you can't get it in the church, find it somewhere else. Find a different church. Find find philosophers. Find a- a- anybody that's you know speaking truisms, like things that are deeper than whatever the humdrum. Because this is this is a remarkable experience we're in. We're in a cosmic game and. Like if you can, if you can play, even if you're whatever the bin man or the fucking road sweeper, you can be the best bin man in the world. You can be the best road sweeper. I know this sounds really fucking arrogant or something because, you know, I haven't worked any work fucking shitty enough jobs, but nothing. You know, I haven't been down in sewers or fucking things like that or on oil rigs or fucking you know hardy hardy work, fucking building sites, anything like there's, there's Yeah, but even the work that you've done here is fucking. You know, it, it's it's not without its painfulness. Like it's, yeah, it's monotonous. Yeah. It's, it mightn't be backbreaking, but it's monotonous as yeah, fuck. Yeah, but like I had freedom here. I had freedom because you were my boss, and I could you know stick on my podcast or stick on. There's there's a lot of benefits to to here. Was, you know, had lots of privilege that you wouldn't have in a whatever a factory line where you have to listen to the radio or whatever. The Jeff Bezos' is time and how long it takes you to go for piss. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, look at it, it feels even the, the, I think, it's funny, it's like nearly the blue collar work, if you want to call that the working class stuff, is nearly more appealing now, because it seems like all the white collar stuff is all work from home, which is great in its own way, like I've friends that have been asking their employers to work from home for years, yes. couldn't happen, no, just can't be done, can't be done, as soon as COVID hit, they all had to work from home, and now the precedent is set, so they're delighted, because they've wanted to work from home forever, so it suits them down to the ground, but I think for, for a lot of people, getting to work was getting out of the house, like getting, as horrible as it sounds, getting away from the family, getting away from the missus, which is, you know, a problem in and of itself, again, I think COVID has brought all this stuff to the forefront, Um but yeah, I think space, space is all in your mind. Like it's, you can give space to your pain, to your anxiety. You can give space to anything and everything. And I guess religious institutions would have been the kind of, the actual physical space people would go to and then they'd know, okay, I'm in this, I'm in God's house, whatever you want to call it. This is the place for me to kind of think about the deeper meanings of life and death and, and everything else. But, um, 
yeah, I think the more we move away from that and the more we're moving into this tech stuff, it's it's becoming its own its own god that people kind of spend all their time. They're praying to the porn fairy, as <laughs> Peterson would say. Um, yeah, I think... I think we need to connect back to source like we really do. And I, I'd be inclined to agree with you, but I don't know if the word religion is necessary. Spirituality, you call it. Okay, because yeah. I think religion, when people hear, certainly when I hear religion... Oh, you're piety and fucking well, say your prayers and your rituals. And yeah, your, and yeah. You, like, you, you come to this building of worship and, you know, yeah. you fucking sit there and you listen. Yeah, oh, yeah like, no, I'd be all for get yourself a direct connection to source. To me, God is self. Like that's what that's what the, the Vedics would say. Anyway, that's what Brahman is. It's, it's God is us. Like we are the self. Jung would say as well. It, it's, that's what basically what God is. It's itself understanding itself. Um, are you are you aware of anybody who's packaged what you're saying? And you know, has it has the sound bite and has the, I'd the, highly, the answers. The Tao Te Ching would highly recommend. They're just they're simple little sentences, but like, and they all sound quite paradoxical. But like, just chew on, listen to one or two sentences. Type in Tao Te Ching into YouTube. It's like the first Peter X is the guy who uploaded it. Um, I think his translation. I don't think it's his translation. The guy who uploaded it, but it's it's some of the translations are better than others. Um, yeah, you could listen to five minutes of that and just chew on some of the sentences. You could literally listen to two or three sentences and leave that and running around your head for a month. It's it's a kaleidoscopic text. It's only about in audio. It's only an hour and a half long, so I can't imagine that's much more than maybe eighty, ninety pages. But wow, like there's there's so much wisdom in it it's, it's fantastic it really is it really is uh, do we know who wrote it did Confucius write it was he uh, around the same no, time no he would have been around the same time I think he's a contemporary of Confucius Lao Tzu was his name okay translates something like uh, the, uh, the old boy or something like that um, the idea being like you're you again at play. You're you're wise, but you're at play. You're like you're the you're the old boy. You're like a master, but you act like a child. So you've got you've got both elements going. Because that's what we are. Like we are. You might think of yourself as whatever age you are now, but you are that child you once were. You are the person who's going to die. You've been round and round infinitely. Like it's. The, the old man is contained in me right now, the same as the, the one-year-old, the two-year-old. It's all here right now. It's just waiting to unfold. Um, so, yeah, that's, sorry, again, sidetrack. Lao Tzu is the, the author of Tao Te Ching. I highly recommend it to, to anyone. It's, uh, it's powerful stuff, it really is. And that's the Vedic text, so that's the... No, sorry, that's Chinese. That's I was, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Who were the Vedics? Because I thought uh, Confucius and all that was Chinese. And yeah, Confucius, Chinese. Uh, Vedics would be the, like the, the Indians. They've, uh, okay, so the Indus River Valley Civilization. Always fucking mess that up. Always mess that up. Indus River Valley Civilization. I think so. India, the, the subcontinent anyway. Yeah, yes. India... East Asia, kind of going over towards Pakistan, and because all whenever we, whenever not we particularly, me and you, but whenever I'm chatting to somebody about kind of ancient wisdom, Taoism is 
Chinese and it comes from the Yellow River Valley civilization, then there okay. are, sorry, was that Taoism? No, where did you say Taoism? That's Chinese. Yeah, that's Chinese. Yeah, yeah, not sure then where. The, the, what were you saying was from India? The Vedic. The Vedic, okay, okay, so the Vedic. Yeah, yeah. Sanskrit language. And, yeah, Sanskrit yeah. Uh, and the Vedics, that was all the Indus River Valley civilization. Then you had um, Mesopotamia, which had... What were the ancient texts in Mesopotamia? Can you remember? Ooh, was that Sumerian? No, sorry. well, it would have been. Yeah, Sumer, Sumer would have. Well, Sumer was in Mesopotamia. Okay, it was yeah. one of the cities. So the oh. Sumerian texts that's there in there, and then you have the Egyptians, which had yeah, their Book of the Dead, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you had the Kinda ancient Greeks, yes. which is where Plato Western philosophy essentially and the modern Western world yes. essentially springs from. The, the ideas of democracy and government yes. by the people, yeah, yeah. And Christianity then is taken a bit from all of them, is it? I think mostly an offshoot of Egyptian. Uh, okay, I think the most parallels would be like a lot of a lot of the Egyptian texts were nearly the same, same as Christian. So I think yeah, a lot of it would stem from Egyptian. Uh, mythology or whatever you want to call it. Uh, okay, so the sorry to be quizzing no, you no, now on, on, on ancient civilization. Yeah, no, I won't be. I won't be great on history dates and facts. Like I no, but it's it's not even that. It's just it's just the, it's just the sentiment. So that the idea being that there's been you know call it five major civilizations from ranging from two to ten thousand years ago mm. that that we know of that um, all are quote-unquote modern wisdom essentially stems from mm. and i just think that the reason that has me thinking about this is when you say people should go back to religion an irish person will yeah, hear I've, we have to go back to the catholic church not but that's all. not no, what you're no. saying at all and I, and I know that but i'm yeah. just trying to flesh it out for for myself i'm not to say mean? that you shouldn't do that that's what you want to do i think fantastic there's a lot to be gleaned in in christianity and catholicism look we all know the evils and the horrors that went on fucking mass graves children being sold into slavery and, basically and go on yeah there's, yeah. A, there's, often, a, there's often a past oh yeah that, that, that used to go on yes. yeah but you, you have it in hollywood you have it in poli- politics you have it in you have it everywhere at the top there's corruption in people it's not in institutions like i really don't look at it can become institutionalized and you know it's obviously a problem and you know the catholic church if you want to say it that way individuals within it have sins to, to answer for uh you know and i'm not here to defend fucking pedophiles at all um but yeah yeah again i wouldn't wouldn't claim you need to move to catholicism there's there's plenty of different routes to to source for me psychedelics is first-hand experience like and for me that's you can't beat that like it's if you if you want to discover more aspects of yourself or god or whatever you want to call it so yeah for me psychedelics are certainly they're kind of like a legitimate shortcut or like i like how the i think it's the zen buddhists say something like it's like being brought to the top of a mountain um but then the downside of it is kind of the next day you're maybe back to the bottom of the mountain again. So, you know, a gradual practice, be it meditation or whatever you're into, prayer, worship, fucking whatever it is, 
a slow ascent up the mountain is a more long-lasting thing, but the way I'd see that is, you know, good to be able to see the view from the top, you know, get a picture even of what it looks like from the top, then you know what you're climbing towards, so that'd be my take on that, but again, they're not psychedelics, they certainly aren't for everyone as well, um, but for me, they're, they're a means of getting direct contact with with Gaia, God, whatever you want to call itself, who knows, the, the unknown, the mystery of the universe, um, it's like just becoming pure energy and dissipating into the fabric of what is, and your body ego disappears, you're, you're gone, you're dead for all intents and purposes, and it's okay, it's okay to die, that's what's going to happen to us all, and I think that's what religions have been pointing out towards forever spirituality gurus whatever you want to call them they've been trying to point john lennon any of them (laughs) any great artists that's what they're all pointing towards there's more to this thing than what meets the eye there's way more way more we don't know the depths of the self we don't know we don't know we don't know anything really like but we're we're learning and we're we're it's a continuing thing it's an endless journey it's an endless journey it really is there's no it's eternal that's what it's what god is or the self that's what people have been saying forever something without it's unfathomable like something without beginning or end everything we know is temporal bound there's a start middle and end you're born you have your middle age and then you die and you know the atheists think that's the end like that's because there's nothing else how, how can you claim there's anything else without any proof well i argue fucking take a psychedelic and see what happens like it's you, your body can disappear and your consciousness can go anywhere at all um so yeah i think that's for me that's what that's what all religions have been trying to say forever it's well part of it anyway i don't claim to have the answers or anything but yeah i think if you want space in your mind and space to be able to find yourself and be yourself i think yeah religion has always been a, a part of that for me it's a bhagavad gita has a great quote i've probably said on this before but religion without philosophy is um fanaticism and philosophy without religion is mental speculation so the, the two together is where it's at like it's you need you need action like to me religion means action it's what you do and it's not I go to that building once a week for an hour. Not that there's something wrong with that, but that's all you're doing. It's very much, it's again in the Tao Te Ching, to say ritual is the husk of fate. Um, ritual is the husk of fate. Yeah, yeah. So it's when fate kind of dies away, when people don't really believe in what they're doing. All they're left with is these rituals, and it's not it's not true fate. Like, I mean, better you have a, a ritual than nothing. But uh, and you know rituals are important, but ritual needs to tie in with actual belief and actual faith. And I think in an Irish context, we seem to be left with the husk. Oh, lots of ritual, yeah. yeah. You know, like we we have, uh, and we're, I think we're trying to. Uh, I think when when the when the idea is floated of kind of. When the idea is floated of getting back to religion and getting back to God or whatever what we seem to do I think is we're we're performing CPR on the husk of a body mm, do you know that kind mm, of way mm. like where we I don't think we and that's why I think I'm so drawn to the ancient civilizations because I think 
if we go back to what they said, we're dealing with something of substance. Mm. I think what I think what they were doing and what they said, I think that can be revived. But I don't think we can revive what we have, which is like let's say Catholicism in Ireland in its current form, say, or in its current form, or even in the form that it's been in, in over the last hundred years. Because whatever about the the death grip that the church has now, it's not nothing like it was had, fifty yeah, or a hundred years yeah. ago, or for the past. 300 years and I think good and bad like I'm kind of I'm fairly disappointed in Catholic Church in the past maybe whatever three or four years during this pandemic like they haven't said a word just shut their doors and end of and we're just gonna go with the status quo and fair enough there's there's probably wisdom in that you don't want to be putting your head above the parapet but like I mean the whole idea of man can't live by bread alone that seems to have gone out the window like we're doing our little tech masses and there's no like I mean what's a catholic church without communion like they're meant to like the holy communion is meant to be a communion with God like literally it's meant to be a communion with God it's meant to be the, the one of the most important parts of it's what separates Catholicism from say nearly any other branch Protestants whatever um, so you know they're they're doing their online mass I know my folks go to it every day and that that's grand but uh, like what's what's Catholic mass without without communion and the same so I know some priests kind of went against the grain last year they gave out the first holy communion to the whatever the kids the eight year olds but like most of the country just waited and waited and waited and most of the churches have just shut their doors and said whatever no we're just going to go with whatever the advice is from the experts um and look at yeah there's wisdom there then again with the abortion referendum as well they didn't say a word now i asked my parents i don't be going to the church so i won't know she said they kind of were preaching from the pulpit but not much use in that when you know the people you need to convince are out in the streets and look at whatever you whatever way you feel you're pro-choice pro-life i just think if you're the catholic church you should probably stand up for what you hypothetically believe in um, publicly um so yeah i think it's good and bad that the i think mostly good that the church and state have been kind of separated but not great that they're just they're just disappeared from the public discourse altogether as far as i can see um now maybe within its own church walls they're still talking about what they believe in but you're preaching to the choir really at that rate um but yeah i think i'd consider myself probably like i think i'm a christian whether we like it or not like we all have you're francis i'm Port. we all patrick whatever the english translation we all have we've christian names we've Christianity is in our blood, whether we like it or not. Like it's it's the world around us, the buildings, the structures, literally people's names, the the, the way we do things. It's all wrapped up in a in Christian mythology. So, like you can ignore it and say you're not a Christian. You can be cynical about it, but I mean, I think it was. Um, uh, again, doesn't matter. Keep looking for quotes, but we dream Christian dreams. Even if I think even atheists dream Christian dreams, whether they know it or not. Like it's, it's if if Christianity was to a large degree born out of the Egyptian uh, culture, could you just as easily make the same point that we're um, as Egyptian as we are Christian? Yeah, to a large extent, and not only that, Christianity subsumed. Nearly, it's something Anthony Murphy said actually on one of his podcasts. Um, 
Christianity subsumed all the old pagan beliefs as well. So if you want to be a pagan, be a Christian. Because you're, you're, it's got, a, it's like paganism only with a big veneer of Christianity over it because they, they, they just changed everything we believed in and just kind of changed the name. So all, all souls, they, you know, Halloween became a, a Christian holiday and Christmas was an old pagan belief. We, we turned that into a Christian belief, uh, or it's got pagan elements. So nearly every single Christian holiday that there is, is tied up with some old pagan beliefs as well. You see, this is what bugs me about Christianity because another thing that they've done, and I remember Hitchens put me onto this back in the day, was so in Ireland you're raised to, uh, you're, you're taught that you're part of a flock. Mm-hmm. But in countries that they don't have sheep, you're taught that you're all swine mm-hmm. if they have pigs. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a there's a shape shiftingness that we can just we we have this formula and we can just apply it to uh, wherever we want and just tweak it to to suit you suit the beliefs of the people stuff give you something you already know so you'll it, swallow it easier it, like, exactly and sugar in the medicine like there's there's something i love and hate about that yeah so yeah. i love the way that it kind of works and that you're you're there's a there's a there's a there's an inherent trueness there if you can if your core thing works with everyone Mm, mm, and you just tweak it to their surroundings mm, so you talk about mountains to people who are in mountainous areas and you talk about flatlands to people who are in flat areas but the the sentiment of it all stays the same i think christianity in no small part due to the catholic church has just been like when i hear christianity i think evil that's that's yeah, the yeah, that's awful. the knee jerk so like. that's the knee jerk yeah, yeah and there's so there's so much wisdom and so much beauty in it like it's the story of jesus is an archetype because you can't stretch a narrative any further you can't he's the most good person who suffers the worst possible outcome like there's no there's no greater story than that like there's no you can't you can't get you can't stretch a narrative any further like the person who is the hero the just the best person ever and dies the worst possible death like it's that's why it's an archetype you can't you literally can't stretch the story any further than that so there's so much beauty in in every religion but like that's it's too easy to be cynical about these things it's a lot more difficult to try and separate we from chaff to try and find what's good and i think that's why a lot of people gravitate towards peterson and that because he's doing that job of honestly delving into things and some people will accuse him of whatever word games and fucking jesus smuggling <laughs> jesus smuggling yeah i love that um yeah and look i'm sure there's there could be elements of truth to that but um I think you can find you can find wisdom everywhere and anywhere. Um, and look at if Christianity isn't for you, do you know, and you you want to try something different, try something different. Like read, read I think the Tao Te Ching. Nearly every every religion, because it's all pointing in the same direction. It doesn't matter what route you go. Like it's 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 gonna if it gives you meaning, gives you purpose. Like that's that's what it's all about. Um, What's the unifying theory of all the religions? Have we spoke about that before? That idea. So, th- have you in science? There is an attempt to discover what would be called the unifying theory of science. Oh, in physics, so yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. it would uh, it theory w- of everything. Like it's, yeah, exactly. The toe, yeah. T O E, theory of everything. So your 
whatever it is, it has to take um, relativity, which is Einstein's baby, and quantum mechanics, which was was it Feynman? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Sorry, yeah. But gen, gen, general relativity works perfectly. Never goes wrong. Works perfectly. And uh, quantum mechanics works all the time. Works perfectly. Mm. And they're both independently, 100%, completely right. <laughs> but they oppose each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the, the idea of the unifying theory is to come up with a theory that just... It's the it's the ultimate, ah, yeah. that's how the world works kind of thing. Well, I think religion is... Not religion, spirituality, if you want to be new age about it, is the only way to get into the theory of everything. Because it's the only... The only mechanism's wrong word it's 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 a way of unifying everything getting away from polarization of looking at everything as a whole as a universe whereas science is all about breaking things apart and understanding each particular thing well science is is a method Yes, yes. And I, I think spirituality, religion is kind of like a method as well, only it's a method of understanding the whole rather than the parts. I think science is all about understanding the parts. That's not to say that it won't eventually get to the whole. Maybe it will. I think that's what the atheists believe. Um, but I don't think, I don't think science will ever, I love the David Hume quote, you can't get an ought from an is. Yes. So you can't, like, you can have a million facts about this table. It won't tell you how to cook a dinner or how to have a family meal properly. Um, that's what religion is for, spirituality. I think the unifying, what I'd see unifying in all religions, and uh, Joseph Campbell would be a great man to delve into. He done a lot of comparative mythology, so comparing all the different world religions to one another and seeing what's common and what's maybe unique. Um, but I, uh, what, how I'd see what unifies everything is the idea of a fully realized person is basically God manifest. Like it's someone who, who is being their self, their true self, that is God in action. And I think that's what nearly all religions point to. When when are you being your true self? When you're playing? When you're playing, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, when you're doing... Because I think when you're, when you're playing, you're not doing anything in particular. You're just playing. Being. Yeah, yeah. I love, it's in the the Tao Te Ching again, which translates as the book of the way. Um, they say, you know, there's no difference between the dancer and the dance. The dancer and the dance are one, like what you're saying with play there. When someone's completely engaged with play, there's no difference between you and what you're playing with. I love Alan Watts's uh, phrase on his, uh Does it do, do you do it or does it do you? Yes. Um, I really like that because I think that's that's where we're at. Like it's. Yeah, the dancer and the dance are one. You see, some people, artists might call it, or when you're training, you're in the zone. Yeah, a flow, a flow state. Flow state, exactly. In the zone, in flow. I think that's all pointing at the same thing, where you lose the sense of individual self and you just... And time, more so. Time, time I think, is the, 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 the loss of time is a definitive aspect of flow, flow i think definitely that definitely. you're you're you know you're and it, like this like we're, we're in flow like i can't mm. see 
the, the screens. I don't know how long we're talking, but I wouldn't be shocked if we were on the three-hour mark. Same. Yeah, Do you know, like, won't no way, have a clue. Won't or have the 20-minute mark. Because <laughs> no, we're playing with each other. Like, yes. We really are. Yeah. And we're in a, a certain flow state. For sure. I mean, again, I can't say enough. I'm honoured to be here. Deadly. Honoured to be the first person on this. Fucking it's class. It like, really is. Honoured to fucking have you. Class. Class. Cheers. Enough blowing smoke up. <laughs> 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 that's another thing that's fucking mad, though, isn't it? Like, our inability to take a compliment. Yeah, like, yeah, fucking, time, cause yeah. You're, you've said it a couple of times, you know, fair play to you, and the second you start talking, <laughs> I'd rather some criticism. <laughs> but that's the thing, too. I don't fucking want criticism, man. Whatever you do, don't criticize me. Des is a good man for that. You'd say we're always complimenting each other behind each other's backs. Yes, <laughs> that, very so. much so. He's great. He put like, me wide to that now, big yeah, time. Yeah, no, it's a great, like, tell someone to their face if you you know they've done something that you enjoyed or whatever it is like compliment them to their face not behind their bags but but again like the bullying like the spirituality like playing we're hitting on another thing here that's so fucking deep it's incredible because like I was never explicitly taught you know don't give him a big head Mm, mm, like do you know, kind of, do you know, mm. like, but it's all in us. Yeah, it seems to be. Yeah. Now it's yeah. it's maybe it's an Irish thing. I, I'd often wonder when I'm I'm thinking about things that is it an Irish thing or is it you know a, a, a global thing or what? Because I don't think Americans have that problem at all. Mm. They love bigging people up, like do you know, mm, that kind of way. Like mm. they they'll share you in compliments, and they're better at giving and receiving compliments. Mm, they're all about mm, it, like. Mm. But here, we're terrified that you know. It's almost as though giving somebody a... It's almost as though making somebody feel good about themselves will give them brain cancer. <laughs> but, it, but there... Do you know what? Like, there's something Jesus don't... Yeah. don't whoa, fuck! Yeah, yeah, you yeah. about to give him a compliment? <laughs> like, you know, fucking hell. Leave him alone. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. as if it was this kind of terrible thing. It's, it's, it's a weirdness, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's probably born out of fear and doubt and just fucking self-destructive nonsense like and look I'm sure there's there's definitely like we were saying with the bullying there's a place for being an asshole to people like there's sometimes it's maybe the accurate response to a situation like but you see as as you said at the start if there's no being an asshole to people there's no being nice to people exactly exactly um, yeah, and again, like we were saying as well, it's the the, hero, the image of the hero with the sword. They know how to use the sword, but to keep it sheet, like to keep it in a sheet, like that's yes. that's what it's all about. Like learning how to to yeah to to master yourself, but then to not control other people, like and even not to control yourself, but know how to control yourself, and then let yourself be free. Like it's it's, it's again, it's at these kind of what seems like paradoxical language but it's i think it, it always gets paradoxical when you're trying to point out what is like what's real because there's you know it's it's kind of beyond what the eye sees or what the it's the, the eye of the mind like it's it's it's, it's a different it's, it's symbolical it's 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 subtle like it's hard to elucidate what what actually is because we're so wrapped up in you know, in the twenty-four hour clock and the the whatever the work you have to do and the well, that that's all ego, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all like the way I've been thinking about it of late, and I've covered a good bit of this in the solos. Is the idea that you, whatever you in its entirety is, is split into two? Call it what you will. Call it call it um, 
ego and soul. I think that's what I started out with, was ego and soul. Mm. And it's it's changed. You could call it mind and spirit. You know, mm. but the idea basically that is that your mind or your ego or whatever that is, that speaks English. That you know it it speaks English and your your soul or your spirit it doesn't speak English. It doesn't. It can't comprehend language, but it can comprehend narrative, mm, feeling, and it's 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 it it's in the domain of feelings. Mm, mm, mm. So it can. It doesn't understand English, say, but if you, it doesn't understand words, but it understands narrative. So it mightn't understand the individual things that you're saying, but if if I started giving you a load of abuse now, mm. you'd feel, feel it, it yeah, and it's your yeah. it's your soul yeah. that, that feels that, even though it didn't understand the words. If that mm. makes sense, so that's what that's what I've been kind of grappling with. Is this sense that we're kind of split between two, and it's the ego or the mind or that your consciousness that navigates the world, and it's something else that's the domain of feelings brings all the meaning to, to your life if that if that makes sense i for me i don't know it's hard when you try to put things in boxes especially when you, i think that, me it's good consciousness is the the whole game like that's that's what source is it's just it's it's white light like it's and then the white light that it's a christian symbol i suppose for god the white light and then you know like the prism when you it contains every other color except black or does it contain black? black's not a colour yeah exactly it's the absence of light uh, but you want no light without the dark like that's the universe you can't see the stars shine without the blackness of space which we don't know what all that dark stuff is <laughs> yeah, fundamentally um, so yeah I think consciousness is is the ultimate I think that's and then ego is everything else how we try to define consciousness basically I'm a whatever I'm a grower or I'm a whatever builder or I'm a this I'm a, it's the eye maker whatever ego is what says I am this but it's always wrong because it's the ego like it doesn't know it doesn't know the truth like it really doesn't it's ego is the thing that gets hurt when someone insults you your truer self your your consciousness it's just doesn't even doesn't come close like it's your true self can't be hurt your true self is love like that's all it is just love boundless love, love. you see there's a failure in language i think we all it always breaks down for me at least like when because when you said it, it it's love when i hear people say things like that <laughs> I, I do I, I lo- but it, it's it's not that i kind of go it's, I, I lose you it's like yeah 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 it's kind of like oh no he said the love yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but there's there's something I don't know what it is, and and just in keeping with my my thoughts on, let's say you have your 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 forgetting about consciousness because I think consciousness is a tricky word because for me at least when I hear somebody talk about consciousness, I think of what unconsciousness is. Yeah, so yeah, awake or asleep kind of thing. Yeah, so un- unconsciousness to me is when the ego goes offline. Okay, yeah, which. Which just makes sense if consciousness is other than the ego, if that makes sense. But mm. I, I forget forget about that for two seconds. So the way I'm starting to conceptualize it is that we're split between our thoughts and our emotions, essentially. Call it that, with thoughts and emotions. But that emotions are yellow and thoughts are blue and together they get green. If I have my fucking primary colours right there. <laughs> but you know what Fair I mean? Enough, yeah, the, yeah. The, 
the two of them come together Crank and create thing. its own thing. Yeah. That they're they're two separate parts. Yeah, I like but that. they're inextricably linked and they become a new thing. Mm. And you can you can separate them. Mm. But they're not that thing anymore. Mm. So when you when you take psychedelics, or I'd say if you take enough of them, you become all soul in my terminology. Mm. But that's not that's not you. You're losing a bit of you because mm. you you're losing you're, your ego. So. <laughs> well, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you're you're yeah. losing your ego, your mind, or yeah, the thing that speaks yeah. language, that the eye maker, as you put. Yeah, you're you're losing that. But and that's why I think. That, so I think when you take psychedelics, you have an ego death, as it's called, mm. and you experience your soul, say. But then you come back into the, you, you come out with the experience, and you find it impossible almost to articulate it mm. because Inaffable. your soul doesn't speak English. Mm. And that's why we always struggle to put our emotions into language, mm. because as the way I conceptualize it, our soul doesn't speak English. It doesn't. Mm. It doesn't communicate in that sense. Mm. It's more. It's more of a feeling. I think again, back to music. I think music or mandalas represent it better than. I don't think language can. I think language is all born in an ego. It's all about particular things, not the whole. The parts. Not, it can't talk about the whole because it doesn't. It needs to it needs to talk about the parts so you can get from point A to point B and you can you can you know have your narrative you can have your start middle and end um, but yeah when you when you're talking about the whole I think a mandala or anything where there's layered patterns of meaning and that's what life is that's what consciousness is it's sorry to cut across but when you say mandala you're talking about like a fractal exactly okay yeah, sorry no, that's yeah. okay I just saw it on the same 100%, page yeah I think the and you'll see it if you watch do you ever see like cymatic videos where they're putting frequencies say sounds or music through you'll have a vibrating plate with sand, sand or something on, exactly yeah. and it'll make different shapes depending on what frequency you go through it so you'll literally see mandalas being created when we're talking to each other we're we're sending layered patterns of meaning through through the airways that's how we're communicating to one another um, so I think mu- music and mandalas are kind of they're a portal into the self. Like that's that's what they're for. That's why mandalas were created. I think that's why Carl Jung came up with a lot of his stuff as well. It was true drawing mandalas, and that's how he literally got a window into himself. It's really strange. Like it sounds so odd, or just maybe unbelievable, or nonsensical. But I think a lot of the greatest truths do sound like nonsense. Like they really do. That's why they're true. Like it's 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 the child that play. I mean, you're looking at the child that play. You think, what are they doing? They're up to fucking nothing. Like, but they're they're soaking it all in. Like, it's they're they're learning. They're, they're truly living. Mm, mm, mm. That's my rant. <laughs> that's what? That's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it, it it's all good stuff. But I think what we started off talking about in in that particular segment, say, was the idea that. Um, there could at least be a unifying theory of all religions. Now you could mm. you could possibly argue that, and maybe that's what Christians do argue: is it that there, that Christianity is the unifying theory of the religions? Yeah, I suppose they depends on what branch. There's so many different branches and lines of thought. I know, uh, say, Orthodox Christians, they'd be kind of more. I don't know. Uh, something that they believe in is 
what I was saying, they believe in Teosis is the the ultimate. So that's the idea that what we're saying, the fully realized person is God manifest. So the person who is just being, being themselves, that's the idea of Orthodox Christianity anyway, is to basically become God. Um, same as Hinduism, same as Buddhism, same as whatever, Taoism, nearly all religions, I think. It's, it's, that's, that's, that's the point, basically. It's to, to become God. Okay, so in keeping with that, Bear with, to bear become one I'm... with God, if you want to be a bit more maybe Catholic about it, because they kind of have their separation. Uh, you're you're part of God, but I don't think Catholics would really believe you. You, become you are God. God, yourself, yeah. you God is very much separate, separate and that's uh, what that's that's what I'm, I'm actually going to drill into if I can. So the idea is that back in the Dizzy, when we were literally evolving and creating societies well before um, Mesopotamia, well before the Indus Valley, well before Egypt. Like, you know, um, maybe only on Africa. I don't know. We don't really know our our, our human history. Mm. But at some point, independently, we all started talking about this idea of of some sort of a higher power or a god. Mm. Okay, in our transitional period from animals, call it Australopithecus or whatever, however far you want to go back... Mm. Yeah, we were mushrooms at one point, I think. <laughs> you are, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, going back to, let's say, Australopithecus, so we're, we're upright apes, and we start living in bigger and bigger groups, and we start having to have rules to manage how many people there are and all the rest of it, mm. and we start talking about God, essentially, or put whatever name, whatever title you want on it, a, a higher being, something more than us. What I'm beginning to think now, all of that was, and everything that came after it, was uh, there's a divine, div- divine for want of a better term, there's a divine power inside of you. Mm. But in order to convince people of how powerful this divine power was, we had to abstract it because it was too, it was too much of a bridge to cross to tell people that they had infinite divine power within them mm. so they abstracted it so this so they, they created this man in the sky mm. who was all seeing all knowing all powerful and all the rest of it but the idea is that if you can pray to it pray pray to it and look up to it yeah. and have it as something worth aspiring to maybe then you might realize this that God that you had that had to have been abstracted for you to realize how powerful it was, mm. then you say, ah, that God that you now believe in, he's inside you. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I kind of way? So we, we had to abstract it to comprehend its power. Yes. And then you have to to, to bring the, it to down. bring the story full circle. You have to internalize right back it. In. Yeah, the Greeks would have definitely that was their way of thinking. To a large extent, they had a god for everything, kind of the Indians as well. You know, you were possessed by the god of war if, when you were angry, uh, or the yeah, god of love or, when you were exactly, in love, exactly. And it's a really, really good, interesting way of of conceptualizing things. Did like they just it, abstracted our emotions? Did they? A lot. Of, yeah, I think so. And turn okay. them into gods because they are like when you're. It does seem like you're. Again, in flow or in your in love, it's like you're 
something driving you that isn't exactly you. Um, so yeah, I think it's 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 certainly I like that just about you outlined there the idea that we kind of abstracted it. But then there's a danger when it becomes so. Um, what would the word be? When you abstract it too much, it becomes. I can't think of the word I'm looking for now. Um, if God can be anything, it basically becomes nothing. So it becomes arbitrary is the word I'm looking for. If it's too abstract, like if God is everything and anything... Yeah, if this is God, if that is God, if everything is God, nothing is God. Exactly, it becomes absolutely And that's arbitrary. why we had the man in the sky type yeah, thing. Yeah, and exactly. And then life itself becomes arbitrary. And I see that maybe some of my friends that are Muslims, they kind of are still, I think they're in that kind of phase of their spiritual development that God is this ultimate there's absolute separation we are not god like specifically not god we are that's and that's the story that's a straight up islamic thing or is that your mate's take on it that's my mate's taking it but he would be quite scholarly like he okay be, i think he could he's be fo- he's following the quran basically in his thinking exactly like. yeah he wouldn't be an islamist now he's not fucking extreme but uh he'd you know he'd be he'd praise allah in uh, mecca be their way of putting it uh he wouldn't believe in you know we need a muslim state he wouldn't be extreme in that way um he'd follow the quran and the way you know our parents would follow christianity or catholicism you know mm. they're the separate the wheat from the chaff kind of thing but uh yeah his, his description before and look it's kind of there's i'm sure there's truth in it but he'd consider us like children in a sandbox and we're obsessed with the sand. Like, we don't know what God is. God put the sand there and put us there. And God is this absolutely, as you said, the man in the sky without fucking belittling what he believes in. But it's very much God is nearly arbitrary because it's something way... Humans could never comprehend God, basically. Which is, I don't... I wouldn't buy into that at all. Um, I would have at one point, but now I'm kind of... I think it was actually... So Thomas Aquinas or St. Peter, one of them kind of made that argument as well. God is infinitely complicated. There's no way for humans to ever understand them. Then there's other saints that came down further down the line that kind of argued against it. Um, but yeah, he'd, he'd very much have that kind of concept of the world. It was kind of depressing nearly that we're just, we're, we're kids in a sandbox playing with the sand, thinking we're special when we're not really. But then life itself, if God is arbitrary, life itself is arbitrary. And I can see that in him, like he'd be a little bit depressed. And I think to him, life is to some degree arbitrary. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a danger if, if God becomes everything, it's basically nothing. So I think... That's what we need to do. We need to, to make God a reality, like not something that's just abstracted out of existence. Yeah, it's it's funny that, that there's half. That, as you're talking, I'm just being flooded with different fucking things to, <laughs> to say and to, to, to explore. Um, one thing that kind of not scares me, but one thing that I don't like about the idea that we can't understand what God is, whatever God is, is. And I don't know why, but I think that there's, an, for me at least, there's an element of God is so powerful and so mysterious and so all the rest of it that you can't understand him, mm. Porrick Riley. Mm. So that's why you have to come to the church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got it all delineated. Because I don't there. have it, but between all of us, yeah, we yeah. have a better chance of understanding yeah. it than you. You have no yeah, hope. Yeah, go but, to the hierarchy. coming yeah. through us... Yeah. 
but look and there's there's loads of different ways of looking at that as well like i would have been very cynical during my kind of teenage years about catholicism organized religion just terrible idea especially hierarchical organized religion even worse again because as you're describing there it's fucking you know you go to the priest and he'll tell you about god it's in latin you're speaking a language you don't even understand when you're supposedly learning about god um but then you know without that hierarchy like there's a major problem in islam without the hierarchy there's no one to say that's terrorism this is true islam at least in christianity catholicism hypothetically there's someone you can point a finger you know the pope is meant to be at the top of the hierarchy now <laughs> yeah i know i know i know how exactly. many years after hitler's death did the pope celebrate his birthday <laughs> way too fucking many Fuck's way sake. too many yeah should have tried to ban the idea of the number zero at one point who did the pope oh, yeah. which pope oh, hundreds of years devil's ago. work devil's work yeah zero is like oh jesus that's an attack on god uh so look at the, the lots of sense answer for but uh yeah look at i think i'd be more along the maybe shamanistic approach like you can go into that church and he'll talk about god or you can come into my sitting room and eat this and you can experience god for yourself like, yeah which isn't for everyone like that has its own dangers for sure like that's not wouldn't be just proselytizing it's it's, it's funny though because the, the biggest danger there is the fact that it's fucking illegal yeah that's yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah, danger big time yeah. because at least if it was legal you know you could like we were talking about with cannabis earlier you could go into the shop and you could you know mm. In the same way that you'd walk into a pharmacy yeah. and talk to the pharmacist, yeah, you'd be able to walk into a shop where somebody who would be as experienced in psychedelics, say, you'd be able to sit down and have a, book yourself in for a consultation, mm. sit you but down. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. In, in drips and drabs, it is <laughs> happening. And fair play to everyone who's fighting that good fight to fucking to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, like the music... You know, it's uh, like your man Hamilton Morris's analogy with music. Yeah, you don't want Psychedelics is a bit like that, if yeah, not yeah, entirely like yeah. that. Oh, you people know? get very, that's why I'm kind of cautious about the whole medical route as well, I think. Do you know, if you want to do them recreationally, do them. Like, fucking, do you know, mightn't be my way of doing it. I might argue against it, but I mean, like, that's what you want to do. Do it. You want to take any drug recreationally, do it. If you want to use it religiously or spiritually, you're probably going to get way more out of it. You're just going to get different things out of it. Um, but yeah, back to what we, we had been talking about, that kind of God and it being abstract and then trying to understand God. Something popped into my head. Again, it's Tao Te Ching again. I've really been reading that a lot. <laughs> it's, you can't, no, they're not talking about, they call it the way. So I kind of conceptualize the way as just consciousness unfolding basically is the way. Um, they say you can't understand the way, but you can be it. So, and to be it, it's all about surrender. It's like the things you learn on a psychedelic. It's, it's all about letting go and surrendering to to your higher self and that's how god becomes manifest through your actions and through your words um but it only comes when you've kind of dropped the ego to a large extent and like actually try to discover who you really are um not all the things you told you are other people tell you are what job you do or all that not that that stuff's unimportant it's important you gotta keep your physical body going you gotta feed yourself and feed your family but 
there's again man can't live by bread alone like we we, we need these we need these deeper insights you know death is coming so it's coming to get you yeah it really is it really and it's not i think it's a good thing like it's it's you can be fearful what's the point like i think it's i don't think it's the end it's just a constant cycle yeah you, you've reminded me of i think it's a confucius quote again um and again i'll be paraphrasing this as always but the sentiment will be there you uh Every man has two lives. What is it? Every man has two lives. And you start living your second as soon as you realise you've only one. <laughs> I love that. Say and that again. again. I mightn't have that perfectly, but everybody has two, everybody has two lives. Like every man or woman and child, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, everyone has two lives. And you start living your second life when you realise... You've only one oh, life. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? So it's not until <laughs> yeah. you kind of realise this is it. You're here. Well, you've, made it, like, it you've made it. You've made it. Jesus. Like, and, and I, I had a touch of that, and I've spoken about this again. Um, when I uh, was suicidal and nearly did away with myself, there was an element of now this came with fucking a lot of time after the fact, but there were, and I'm left with this residual. I could very easily have killed myself. I came fucking that close. Um, and just to flesh that out for you and anyone who's listening, I had a plan, had a date, said goodbye to friends and family, literally and figuratively. Um, closed the door on people knowing, Jesus, that's the last time I'll see them. Um, but what has come out of the wash over the years and decades since is that there's an element of everything that I have now is like bonus material. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. There's this is a rebirth, like yeah, very much so. Yeah, very, very much so, and very, um, very synonymous with the whole ego death and yeah, psychedelics. Yeah. Die um, in your lifetime if you can, like before your 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 actual yeah, temporal and, and death. Pe- people who have near death experiences experience this. People strokes. who people who get strokes. Yeah. People who um, like fuck a, um, a very good friend of of herself of of Ruth. She, um, I won't, I won't mention names, but I keep, I keep it as vague as I can. But to cut a long story short, was at home one evening enjoying a glass of wine, uh, reached for the bottle, slipped, fell, bust her head open on the radiator, rushed to hospital. Uh, you know, eight, eighteen staples across her head to close the wound. Um, next morning, you know, was grand basically, but wasn't going, wasn't going home anytime soon. We have to scan your head and make sure you're all right. Exactly, yeah, just sussed it all out. And uh, golf ball-sized brain tumour, and they've removed it, and she's been given five years. She's in her she's in her early to mid-40s, I think. It's young, yeah. But, <laughs> and they wouldn't have they discovered this tumour because of the, the head trauma, or the head trauma maybe she, spurred it she on. She told or? the doctors, I think. Now, again, I obviously wasn't there, but my understanding is she told the doctors that she slipped reaching for the uh, wine. And the doctors are inclined to think that she didn't slip, she had a seizure. Okay. She was just there sitting, enjoying her wine, and just went, and fucking hit the head. Yeah. And what she's God. left with is, thank fuck it happened in my kitchen, and not in the M50. God, yeah, yeah. So she can't drive now for whatever amount of years she has left, and she can't drink, and she can't do different things, whatever else. But her attitude to the whole thing, I don't know if you call it typical, but 
she sees it as as getting her life back. Wow. Do you know oh, that kind of way? Yeah, like she powerful. she's all about embracing the few years that she has left because uh, I don't like I can't remember the exact terminology of what it is that she has but no one has ever gone past five years of it being diagnosed do you know that kind of way so I think five years is her upper limit and I think she only has that because they were able to remove it and they only removed it because she had to fall or whatever else but you'll often hear people with with cancer diagnoses and, and different things like that that they it was an awakening for them yeah and yeah. It's funny, just as I said, awakening out loud there. Like you can't wake up without going to bed. So mm. there's a there's a there's a there's a rebirth in the term awakening. Mm, do, do you know mm, kind of way? Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. We used to think when the sun went down, that was it. Like we had to get the priest to say the right prayer, so the sun would come back up in the morning. That's kind of how literal we took things. Or do you know, consciousness died when you went to sleep, and then. It, rebirth when you wake up again with the sun so that's a powerful story of how easy it could go the other way as well someone just gets severely depressed and then you know just their last few years it's just hell for them and hell for their families and um it's a it's, it's inspiring when people are the complete opposite attitude like it's this is my my new lease on life like it, it sometimes it takes the death sentence and we all have a death sentence that's so it's just a matter of time and it really is like it's, it's yeah it's, it's funny like i mean pick an arbitrary age right i'm going to ask it uh what age do you think you'll die at oh i probably have an age somewhere in my head like oh, i'll be happy if i get to whatever number 80, 80. So. I was, it's funny i was thinking 80 just as you said it so let's say you're going to live to 80 okay the exper- or the the thought experiment is figure out how many days that is. Yeah, 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 because yeah. all of a sudden, when it's Jesus, it's only four and a half thousand. Fuck, yeah. I, th- <laughs> I thought it'd be closer to twenty thousand. Because you know, you get into eighty, it's Forever there's nothing tangible away. about yeah, it. Yeah, you, know, you, you put days. you put it into fucking days. Yeah. You put it into a language that you can understand. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. even days mightn't be good enough because you know. Between now and the time you're eight, you might be, I don't know, 5,000 days, whatever. But somebody puts that into weekends. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's even less again. You know? <laughs> or if, yeah. if you, let's say it's 5,000 days. Okay, so a third, let's say it's 6,000 days. So a third of that, you're asleep. So yeah, it's only 4,000 yeah. days of being yeah, awake. Awake in life, yeah. You're going to spend X amount of that time eating. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, going to the toilet. And then you kind of break it down. You're like, oh, fuck. Better stop watching TV. Des always freaks me out with that as well. It's like, if you watch three hours of TV a day, it's like whatever X percentage of your life gone away because you'll include sleeping as well. You're like, oh, fuck, i got to stop watching that fucking show I'm on. Am I, am I recalling this right, that the average Irish person watches 24 hours worth of TV in a week? God. It's all your free time, like. And yes. look, and I do, I do. And okay, on some weeks it'd be worse than others, or months ago, maybe when I'm gone a little bit, you know, whatever, shy or just not exercise or whatever it is, I'm getting a bit fucking depressed and just want to disappear into a narrative. Um, like, I'll do it and I can see the comfort and I won't, you know, no judgment for people that do it, but jeez, it fucking suck your life away, like, it really can. Well, it's, look, it's designed to, mm, yeah, like it's, especially it's Netflix, yeah, to, to yeah. hold your attention. Like it's it's yeah. what the whole thing. We were speaking about a little bit about it before we actually sat down to talk. I was telling you about the set and the, the different lights and whatever else, and I've gone down a bit of a um, video production rabbit hole mm. and little things. Like I have consciously that camera, my le- our eye level is here, say, 
my camera is there and there's a reason it's a little bit lower because as it's angled up it makes us look bigger and more and more authoritative (laughs) yeah yeah authoritative and there's loads of little kind of tricks there's film producers and documentarians and all the rest of the interviewers use to say things without saying them and that's what makes them so fucking manipulative ah it's magic like it is it is magic it's It's literally magic yeah you can call it some of it's black magic (laughs) yes it really is it really is but again like what you keep saying is like how do you how do you once you know these things how do you uh, use them for your own good Mm. do do you know that kind of way like how can we how can we hijack the machinery that's the, the, the terminology that I think actually came up with when I was chatting to you originally but um how do we take advantage of all these things that we know to better improve? Yeah, yeah. Spread good ideas using that manipulative stuff. Like, manipulate yes. people in a good way. <laughs> well, you see, it's funny. And I, I've had this with my... I have a background in sales. 15 years in sales, business development, and all that kind of crack. And one thing that I learned along the way was, for a start, in order to be a good salesperson, you need to be a bit of a... a a chameleon, a personality chameleon, mm, not mm. chameleon, a personality chameleon, which means that oh, okay. you'll hear you'll hear this idea of mirroring people. Mm, mm. Um, now, a lot of people take that too far, and they say every time he scratches his head, you scratch your head. But you, you know, if they're an introverted person, you tone yourself down a little, and if they're an extroverted person, you fucking bring yourself up a yeah. little. And if if they like mad crazy stories, you give them mad crazy yeah. stories, and if they don't like them, you don't give them to yeah. them. But when you do that professionally, like I used to hate social events all the more that I've hated them recently, but I I hated them, I really hated them when I was in sales and I was out, especially when I was in the road. Okay, yeah. Because I found myself manipulating people. Like I I, I bump into somebody at a wedding or a funeral or at a party or whatever it was. Sell them something. And you'd be, yeah. You've not, you know, you're not looking for their money. Yeah. But you're morphing to, selling yourself nearly. Yes. And it becomes a little, like, you know, who, like, who are you? Who are you? And maybe that's what kind of brought me down the whole spiritual rabbit hole because, I don't know, there's, there's just something there's something about that. And you, you can see it when you're crafting a, an email or, or if you're writing a letter or even a text message. Like if I have to say, if, if I want to get something across, I'll phrase it differently to you than I will somebody else. And that's mm. just life. But when you study that because your income depends on it, which is what you do in sales, like the better you become at conversing with people and getting ideas across into people's head, the bigger your bonuses are. So mm. there's a real incentive Sent to become good at it. Yeah. But that, there's a real incentive to become really manipulative. Yes. yes. And that bleeds into your everyday life and it, it can become a bit, oh. Mm. In my own head, I'm like, oh, Fran, you only fucking said that because you knew how they'd react to it and you're, yeah. you're manipulating them. Yeah, like. or appeasing or crowd pleasing. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, there's a fine line, I think, to be drawn between... Uh, kind of being just being yourself and knowing your audience and uh, knowing your audience yeah, yeah, yeah it's a weird one like. I think so we're kind of we're such social creatures that I think we kind of tend towards like I know some of my mates are real fucking high frequency if you want to call them that like they're, they're buzzers so if I'm around them you'll just they'll be in we're talking at this decibel within 10 minutes it's going <laughs> up and up and up and we're like fucking and Ali's a bit introvert so she's just like 
just couldn't get a word in edge. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting closer like, to the door. Yeah, like. yeah, fucking literally. <laughs> so yeah, I think there's there's a being social creatures, we kind of end up adopting each other's maybe little quaintnesses and whatever. You know, if one person's being loud, I get loud. It kind of. I don't know, we're contagious in early life. Well, enthusiasm is contagious, 100%. And if somebody is, like, if somebody's really extroverted, they're enthusiastic about life. Yeah, it affects you. Yes, very much. Infectious laughter. Yes. And then the opposite, I think, if you're a fucking mopey, depressed cunt, you can be... (laughs) Oh, you'll bring down a room. Yeah, yeah, We've all seen it. You're all having the crack, and then that one guy or one girl comes in and is like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I look, there's a place for them too. No, whatever, dude. But what, what you're describing there is very natural. Yeah, but when you study the manipulation it, part, yeah, when you yeah, study it, it yeah. gets kind of scary. That's yeah, the black magic part. Like, and there's an el- there's an element of exactly that in relation man, to like. thinking about God mm. and spirituality. Oh, so yeah. you can you can I don't know be I don't know I I, I don't know what the analogy I don't know what the crossover there is, but there's there's some crossover. So what you were saying is you and your mates, some of them are you know high intensity, and then then you become high intensity, and that's kind of natural. Yeah. But when you've studied the psychology of persuasion yeah, and yeah. you start pulling people's fucking strings, yeah. it becomes corrupted. And there's an element of that in relation to being kind of spiritual or being one with God or whatever else. Yeah. There's the it being natural and you just doing it. And then there's you studying the Vedics and the fucking Egyptians yeah. and the Christians. And it all becomes... A bit manipulative, yeah. yeah I, I don't see know. that. And I don't know. There's something... It's why I think atheists are kind of sceptic about a lot of... Especially gurus or... I don't know. I kind of get that vibe off. I used to like enjoy Brian Rose's podcast. But now more and more I kind of during a lot of the stuff during the pandemic just kind of coming across as it says man like a bit of a confidence man well he had your man Dan Pena on and seems ever since that episode he's started wearing the loud suits and he's running for mayor and And look there's more power to maybe he seems to have an audience that likes him but there's just something that kind of grates on me and I think it's that kind of manipulation or something that doesn't seem and I'm sure maybe he's not even aware of it himself. He might, like, how do you know when you're being genuine or not? Like, that's, I suppose, the dark night of the soul. Well, I, I think he, it, it just in keeping with that specific example, I think he's become formulaic. Mm-hmm. So he's not... Yeah, it's, it's an interview, it's not a podcast. Like. Yeah, sir, yeah it's, not, it's not a conversation yeah. as much as what we're trying to, to have here. Yeah. He, he very much has an agenda. He yeah. want, like, I'm, Here's the questions I'm going to ask you, kind of crack. Aren't you? Not even that, but it, it, that, that as well. But I, I'm here talking to you and all I really care about is the ideas. Mm-hmm. But I think, and that's what he was at one point. But I don't know what the fuck happened, but something flipped and it's become formulaic Mm. so now everything that he says and everything he asks it seems to be in order to present himself a certain way yeah 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 and he's it's become more about i suppose it's it's become more about him than the guest or the content something yeah i think he's yeah, oh, look, we won't go down to Brian Rose. <laughs> yeah, he's an interesting character. But yeah, it was the conversations he had with David Icke that just kind of done him in for me. And I actually appreciate David Icke more so than Brian Rose. Uh, out and out conspiracy theorist, if nobody's ever heard of him. He's worth a, <laughs> worth a rabbit hole, definitely. It's interesting. He'd make you think, that's for sure. Uh, One thing that blows me away about him is that I can... Like, what do I think about him? I think he's insane. 
But when I sit down and listen to him, I oh, find yeah, myself yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of nodding along. Yeah, like, yeah. You're right, right. You're right. You're right. You're, you're right. You're right. You're <laughs> right. You're right. Forget the lizards. You, he loses me at lizards, man. I'm not going to lie to you. He's he's lost me at lizards. <laughs> Look, at you've got a hypothalamus, the lizard brain. So maybe he's fucking whatever, psychologizing his wackiness too much. Maybe he's, you know, I'd say he probably say something more like that himself. Now that he's talking about the lizard brain, the kind of the. The, the brain that's has, has he done that because for the longest time he was full on lizard people oh yeah for sure no I think in more recent times he's kind of pulled back away from okay. that that's what I found really disappointing with Brian Rose he didn't kind of it was didn't seem like a very honest conversation like he just was asking just asking certain questions and framing it a certain way that just it wasn't a real dialogue at all it was it was a way of getting a million quid out of all of his fans, as far as I could see. Um, yeah, again, he had an agenda. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and the agenda wasn't let's have a really interesting conversation. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think David Ike has. I think David Ike's agenda, to be fair to him, is people like nearly what we've been talking about. Find the source, find God. Like I think a lot of what he says is find God. Now he's got all his own other wacky theories on top of that, but. I think a lot of what he says is there's there's fundamental truth in it. Uh, look, maybe there's a bit of narcissism there too. Of what's the quote I heard before? Psychedelic narcissism. So people have taken psychedelics and then start thinking they're God, basically, which is probably what I sound like doing that as well. But, yeah, uh, well, no, I I don't think that you do, but I can certainly see where that danger is. Yeah, yeah. and it's like anybody who finds God. However, they found it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Meditated in a cave for six months, or they took enough acid, or psilocybin, or whatever yeah. it was. You can become a bit evangelical, or you can become a bit whatever psychedelophile, or you can definitely just yeah, just have your own ideas and not listen to anybody else, kind of thing. Like you have all the answers. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Lord Almighty. Whereas you know the. I think the people, the real wise people that have all the answers generally don't keep their mouth shut <laughs> to a large extent. They'll talk, words are no problem for them. If you want to talk to them, to talk to you. But, uh, you know, they'll tell you it's all, you need to discover these things for yourself. Like, yeah, I find that the wisest people that I know tend to ask more questions than they do give answers. Especially yeah, statements yeah. or give answers. Or yeah. if they give you answers, the answer just leaves you with more questions. Yes. Like, it's never, here's, definitive one plus one equals two like if you want that stick to mathematics or physics or something um yeah yeah i don't know how we got into david i can <laughs> and lizard like, people lizard people looks <laughs> like brother i'm gonna wrap it up with that yeah it's been amazing uh we might do i don't know what you, uh, here we'll give it a quick check what time is it last all sense just over the three hour mark wow class. that was lovely awesome. uh, i'm hoping to do loads more of this Cool. I'm hoping to get you back on. Cool. We might actually do what we said we'd do at the outset. Remember we said we'd cut it and we'd talk about <laughs> different things. <Yeah>, COVID. <laughs> but again, there's some... COVID, yeah, Jesus. We'll do an episode on COVID, yeah, right? We will, one one yeah, of these days. Yeah. But um, I'll bring notes. Yeah, no, brother, it's been an absolute pleasure. Fucking well, elbow bump. Well, um, Cheers, brother, and we'll chat you in the next one. Take care.